when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome in, everybody, live post-game show. Mark Farzetta, Devin Katie, Derek Gunn with you after a 33-18 Eagles victory over the New York Jets. Ah, Eagles get a win heading into the bye week, but Gunner, Devin, it's not just any win going into the bye week. It's a win going into a bye week that features a quarterback controversy. Ah, come and get it. It's dinner time, everybody. But first and foremost, congrats on the win. And also, uh, Gunner, congrats on uh, getting the scoop. Knowing that Gardner Minshew is going to get the start today, so you, will you be Thank growing you. a goatee and a bandana and chest hair in this show? What are you going to be doing? No, I will continue to do what I always do, man. Just <laughs> take life mellow as I can, brother. Oh, That's look at you! Look at you, all cool That's and whatnot. That's all I do, my man. Hey, look, bottom bottom line is, Devin. I don't know if you agree. Like the the first half of this game, we've seen the Eagles play like this before against the Lions. They had a good uh, first half against the Lions, obviously. Yeah, complete game against. The Lions, and then the Eagles went out there against the Denver Broncos. They had a good first half against the Denver Broncos. This game kind of reminded me of that game against the Broncos in terms of first half lights out, amazing, moving the football, looked great. Second half, all right, everybody, take a break. We're gonna we're gonna just kind of relax and uh, see how the rest of this plays out. But kudos uh, where kudos belong. Twenty of twenty five. 242 yards, a passer rating of 133.7 with two touchdowns as well. Miles Sanders, great game out of him. 24 carries, a career high for 120 yards. He also had a couple of receptions in this game as well. Three for 22 yards. All around this Eagles defense, Dallas Goddard, 100-yard game and two touchdowns as well. All around first half of play, this Eagles offense was clicking on all cylinders. Can't say the same about the defense, uh, but I, I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> what we well, we'll get into that later. Um, what you mentioned about the Lions, because I knew I was like, I know Mark is going to say at the start of the show, we're going to have to hedge every positive comment. We call it the Jets. <laughs> I know it's the Jets. It's just the Jets. Um, but I was really impressed with the Eagles offense. Uh, kind of dreading the incoming quarterback controversy. But again, would just like to remind everyone that it was the Jets. Is it enough to go <laughs> off of? But still, very impressive. Uh, especially first half by Gardner Minshew and our offense. Um, I liked what I saw. Glad we pulled out a win. I wish the defense could have helped offense out a, a lot more than they did. Let me let me just get in here real quick on that note, Devin, because you, you said something, and Gunner, I know you've been through plenty of these before in the past when it comes to Foles versus Vic, McNabb versus Garcia. Like we could talk about it forever. I don't care. I really like Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts is the quarterback in two weeks, I am rooting for Jalen Hurts. I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts. If it's Gardner Minshew, I am rooting for Gardner Minshew. I am cheering for Gardner Minshew. I'm pulling for him as well. 
I don't – I have no – I just want the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles to play great football. Now, right now, if I'm saying who's going to start that next game, it's still Jalen Hurts as far as I'm concerned. But Gardner Mitchell has started the controversy in Philadelphia that maybe it's going to take a little bit of a shorter leash in order to go to him down the stretch if Jalen Hurts either looks bad in his return or this Eagles team starts to struggle and the door's still open to make the playoffs later in the season. So as far and it doesn't get much later than this that we're at right now. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if there's a quarterback controversy. I know it can be nauseating, Gunner. You know this as well, to hear people go back and forth on that. I have no dog in this race. Whoever plays better should be the quarterback. If that's Jalen Hurts when he comes back, so be it. If it's Gardner Minshew, fine. But as far as I'm concerned, whoever gets this, this offense going is the guy that should take over. You're talking about a 25-year-old guy versus a 23-year-old guy. It's not that big a difference in terms of age. I welcome the quarterback controversy, and it is upon us. There, there is no quarterback controversy. Oh my goodness! There is, okay. there is no quarterback controversy. Ooh, okay. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts will be your starting quarterback when they come out of this bye. Uh huh. Now, whether or not he holds on to it, that remains to be seen. That, 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 that's a controversy. What? No, 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 not now, not now, oh, not, not now. now. Okay, okay. Not now, only if he, only if he, you know, self implodes in the next Washington game. Okay. And then, then if he gets pulled. And Minshew goes in and rallies the troops. Then you have a quarterback controversy. Um, it was already determined. If you saw reports that came out on Twitter, and from what I was told, no matter what Minshew did today, Jalen Hurst will be the quarterback coming out of the bye week. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's and that's the way it should be for now. You know, first of all, as as Devin said, and I was thinking it, they played the Jets. Okay, this is the Jets. Uh -huh. it's, not, it's not like yeah, Minshew went up and down the field in Baltimore or Arizona or Green Bay or one mm -hmm. of those teams. It's the Jets, okay? The Jets are just as bad as the Giants. The difference is the Eagles played a better brand of football, um, except the defense. That's another story. That's uh -huh. another story. Mm -hmm. Offensively played, a, played a, better, a better brand of football than they did against the Giants. Um so right now, you know, I knew this was going to happen, and we're going to have to. It's going to be talked about for two weeks. Mm. The quarterback controversy is going to be talked about for two weeks. The, the what? Was, the, the what? The what is the, the so-called quarterback the controversy? So you said it. You said it. By the end of the show, we're going to have you saying okay. it. Okay, I'm saying it's going to be talked about, mm -hmm. but internally in that building at the Novacare Complex, there is no quarterback controversy right now. Oh, okay. Now, now that. That I agree with. And Gunnar, I'll say it again. You, you you got the scoop and you got the good source saying that Gardner Minshew was going to get the start. Uh, when it comes to a quarterback controversy, I don't believe that they necessarily exist in the Novacare complex or in the locker room. I believe they're for us. They're for the yeah, fans we, as well. We, we, we talk about it. Right. Yeah. We create it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I think it was given to us this story as far as uh, Gardner Minshew coming in here, playing very well in that first half. And then second half again, foot off the gas, didn't look nearly as efficient as it was in that first half. And it's hard to hold up to a bar. And when you do look right. back at that Broncos game, I just want to go back to this for a second. They scored 20 points in the first half of that Broncos game, 10 points the rest of the way. They scored 24 points in this first half against the Jets, nine the rest of the way, both mm -hmm. convincing victories 33 19 to me 38 uh, 33 to 18 today and then back in denver it was 30 to th uh, 30 to 13 uh i do believe the quarterback controversy is for us to discuss however we're only digesting what the eagles are giving us to digest i mean garner Minshew went yeah. out there and played very well today yeah he did well, the, the only way there's a quarterback controversy is if the head coach steps to the podium and if he's asked the question coach will gardner Minshew or jalen hurts 
be your, the starter when you come out of your bye against Washington. He, he can go two ways. He can squash this right now and say, you know, definitively, Jalen Hurts is my starting quarterback once we come out of the bye. But if he stands at that podium and says, we will take the next two weeks to evaluate anything, <laughs> if he, you, you, you know, you got to squash that right now. Because you but, know, you consider what you put the, you what this what you put this kid Jalen Hurts through. You and his organization yeah. have put him through since back in May. You know, you it's only fair to him to give him that full evaluation. You have to evaluate everything, okay? Mm-hmm. And whether you like it or not, um, he's played decent ball. He's played inexperienced ball. He's made some big plays. He's made some big mistakes. Would you would you rather have Jalen Hurts or would you rather have a Zach Wilson quarterback in your team? You know, okay. Well, so yeah, and and we know Nick Sirianni, I think it didn't help given Jalen Hurts' performance against the Giants last week. And then he has this injury with his ankle, his heel, whichever. And then the kind of the inconsistencies, but we know that Nick Sirianni is one to do that. And we can probably ask John McMullen about this, uh, who's in those pressers with Nick Sirianni, where he doesn't want to give the advantage and say who's starting until it's time. But then Jalen Hurts goes up to the podium earlier this week and says, yeah, I'm starting. For sure. And then all of a sudden there's this confusion. But I fully agree. I don't think it's within the NovaCare or the Eagles organization. I think it's Philadelphia and our fans as much as Absolutely. I love us and our media. It's, we love to create this. I, I don't know if I'd say there definitely wasn't one within the organization last year with Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Mm. Uh, that might have been even bigger than a quarterback controversy, though. But, yeah, I, I mean, I fully agree. And if there was actually one, then it, Jalen Hurts does not deserve that. At all. I'll, I'll, hopefully, I will be able to tell you the day before the game who's your starting quarterback against Washington. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure get involved. All right. Uh, yeah. No, Work the sources, Gunner. Work the I'm sources. Sure, which I'm sure the Eagles won't be happy about, just as they weren't happy about this. Mm-hmm. But as I, but as I told certain people, I say, hey, look, uh, if I put a rumor out there that wasn't true, you have every right to be unhappy. But tell me where I was factually wrong. End of conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a big difference. I can't There's hold a, a candle lot, to you, sir. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there are people in our industry, as we've seen, that put stuff out there that just to draw attention and clicks to themselves. You know, uh, and Mark, and I think you've known me long enough, as well as a number of people in this industry, uh, to know that if I'm not if I'm not comfortable with something, I'm not going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else beats me to a story, we all get beat to a story. So what? You know, it, somebody else got it. Good. You know, but I'm not going to put it out there just for for conversation's sake, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I decided to put it out there that he wasn't playing, I knew there would be some backlash. Um, But I thought it was a big enough story. But, you know, they talk about gamesmanship. You know, don't give the opposition that much of an upper hand. Well, true. Well, you know what? Somebody was going to get it, right? Somebody, Whether it was Saturday or Sunday, somebody was going to get it. Why not me? Mm Mm-hmm. Why not? Because <laughs> you, you know why? Because you put yourself in the best possible position to make yeah. that tweet, my friend. That's yeah, why yeah, you exactly. you got the goods. You, know. you got the goods, my friend. But you, uh, but you know, I understand. Before kickoff, I'm sitting there talking to people, and I'm saying, I guarantee you, if he plays a decent game, here we go again with another quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. And that's and okay. It's that's okay. All, uh, it's okay yeah. for the it's, it's okay for the Lions chair quarterback. But from my perspective, I don't even want to entertain it right now. <laughs> Because number one, he played the Jets. If uh-huh. he had played a better opponent, maybe I would consider him the man. I don't know if Jalen Hurts could have done this or done that against you know an upper echelon team like Arizona or somebody like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But because it was the Jets, and, and that's not taking anything away from 
what Minshew did. That man came out, hit what his first 11, 12 passes in a row. Yeah, 11 14, for 11. 14 to 15 at halftime, a buck 88, couple of touchdowns. Hey, kudos to him for what he did. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying, you know, from what I, from my understanding, and I saw it tweeted several times as well, that there will be no quarterback controversy no matter what Minshew did in this game. Wait, you saw it tweeted many times? Uh, several times. Several times. See, here's, here's why it's never been more okay than right now to have a quarterback controversy. Mm-hmm. Neither one of these guys are the franchise guy. This isn't <laughs> like they're competing against uh, – even Carson Wentz was tagged a franchise guy. Uh, Donovan McNabb. It's not like anything right. like that that we've seen in the past. Even Michael Vick and Nick Foles, really n- neither one of those guys was the right. franchise guy. The, the, you have never had two guys on the same team that have least been the franchise guy. So I mm-hmm. welcome the competition. If they, if you want to go into training camp talking about how everything's a competition and we'll name a starting quarterback prior to week one, and that's Jalen Hurts. Like, shocker. It wasn't going to be Joe Flacco, who was the backup in this game as well. But I going into this, it's okay to have this quarterback controversy because both guys are simply fighting for a job next year in the NFL. Neither one of these guys are signed to long-term big contracts, and they're both young guys, 25 or younger. It's okay to say this is a quarterback controversy because neither one has solidified themselves as a franchise quarterback here in Philadelphia or even an NFL starting quarterback throughout the league. So right now I look at both these guys and I say, have at it. As I said earlier, I said it again. I'll say it again. Next week or two weeks from now, the next game they get back, Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. But we now know that you have somebody else back there that can make that start as well and still be competitive, if not maybe better, especially when it comes to running a more traditional style offense that maybe Nick Sirianni would be more accustomed to running. And we've talked about that all year. If it was Joe Flacco starting instead of Jalen Hurts in week three, for instance, we said up until that point, we would see a totally different style of offense. Now, the only thing that looked very familiar was the first play of the game when they ran an RPO that Gardner Minshew held onto and got no gain on it. He was stuffed. Go figure. Uh, but after that, it seemed like the passing game was very much on point. The passing in the Broncos game, I'll go back to that, was on point as well. Those are the two most comparable games I think you could draw a conclusion from to say these offenses were the most similar. But this particular game, Gardner Minshew went out there, not starting all year, learning his new system and all that, went out there, played very well. Just like, Yes, against the Jets. But every time I hear it was against the Jets, I'll say, well, last week they played the Giants, and they're nothing worth yeah. bragging about either. So as far as those two games go, it's both inferior opponents, not great measuring sticks by any means, but when it comes to a quarterback controversy, I am here for it. I'm not going to shy away from it. I believe it exists. If we're having this conversation, there's certainly a quarterback con- uh, controversy. You just like to stir up trouble. That's what I get. Like where's the trouble? You there's just no like trouble. Here's, you're not, you know, just, you're look, not here's committed. Some, you're not committed some, to either guy. No. Here's something you, you need to get comfortable with. Also, you may have uh, you have you may have J- Jalen Hurts again next year. He's on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with Minshew because I think Minshew's a free agent after this year. Now, everybody's talking about the possibility of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Do you think either one of them are coming here to a rebuilding process at, at this stage of their careers when they've both won Super Bowl rings and they both are trying to get another ring? You think Russell Wilson is going to waive his no-trade clause to come here to Philadelphia? And do you think players and coaches around the league, because there will be some coaching changes this offseason, mm-hmm. not the head coach, but there will be some position coaches changes. During, do you think coaches – that are going to look at Philadelphia as their first option when it's still fresh in their minds what happened at last year, the way the, the franchise quarterback was jettisoned out of here, the way the Super Bowl winning head coach was uh, jettisoned out of here. Do you think that's going to happen? Now, 
you're not going to get Russell Wilson. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. And if what we're finding out is true, that there are no definitive franchise-type quarterbacks coming out in the draft next year, are you going to waste the first-round pick on a long-term project? You already have a long-term project in-house. You're going to yeah. waste your first-round pick on another one? No. You need to shore up other positions, i.e. defense. And I've said time and time again, I take those first three picks, pick defense. Now, if there is a wide receiver on the board that can complement Devonta Smith, I might sprinkle in a, first, uh, a wide receiver with one of those first-round picks. But I think people should come to the realization that you may have one or both of the same quarterbacks in 2022. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. That that Again, because you're not committed to either one long-term. Yeah. You and I, I, I totally agree with you on the draft. And I let you guys know, I like Jalen Hurts. I know he had a terrible game against the Giants. But I also know what's going to be mentioned time and time again in Philly media and on Twitter and social media and with the fans. And that's the stats don't lie from this game. So you mentioned Minshew's numbers from the first half. A few like fun facts that I saw was he's now tied for the highest completion percentage by an Eagles quarterback since Donovan McNabb in the first (laughs) half in the last 30 years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. How how can you see that and not Mm -hmm. say like, oh, I guess that's pretty good. You know, maybe we should consider that. But then you also have to consider that we were screaming, especially Mark, you from the top of our lungs to run the, run the ball, run the ball earlier this season. And now I'm seeing a lot of people be like, oh, finally, we're passing again. You know, yeah. I, I just think you're never going to be satisfied no matter people. what. Well, but I, I give kudos to both of them. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, well, well, I mean, let's face it. The, the, the way you win in the NFL is through the air. I mean, that's the way the game is nowadays. It's like looking at the NBA and saying that you got to live and die by the three. I mean, the running game is a thing of, of ancient football. It was working for the Eagles. That was the best brand of football that they could offer. That's not exactly the best, the best praise of a quarterback, though, because he's going to be judged by how he throws the ball above all else. Yes, winning goes along with that, but passing certainly helps to that. So this is more of what the NFL is doing, and that's what we saw in this particular game. 20 to 25, again, when you talk about this game, you talk about how they started out 11 versus uh, 11 uh, for 11 for these completions, 165 yards to start out the game, three to three for three on their drives for getting into the end zone on touchdowns. And the average was 79 yards per drive. So it wasn't like they were given great field position. They had to take their field position. And then you see their first punt not coming until the fourth quarter of this game. The offense was absolutely efficient and how it needed to be. The defense is something we'll get into a little bit later. I know people joining us right now in the chat want to more uh, so talk about the offensive part of this game. But as far as I'm concerned, again, I go back to the Gardner Minshew thing and I go back to how this offense ran efficiently in the first half of this game. I don't think that you're going to have Nick Sirianni taking the podium as he'll do any second now. Go out there and say that uh, Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew both, uh, you know, know, we respect them both. We'll make a decision in the bye week. I think he's going to come out and say Jalen's our starting quarterback. I think that's – and and he should, yes, because at this point in time, it would look like a knee-jerk reaction if he did anything other than that. I think when he comes out and addresses the media a little bit later in the week, it might be a different story, but I think this week he's going to stick to Hurts as my quarterback going forward. Whatever he says, it will be based on his conversations upstairs with two people. Yeah, right. Howie and Jeffrey. So whatever he says, it will be uh, reiterated uh, in a, from a conversation with those guys. But I think, I think as of right now, um, you know, just to squash all of this stuff and, and let this kid's head just settle down a little bit after what he's been through, you know, I wouldn't even say, hey, look, man, you're still a starter, but if you screw this up against Washington, you got a quick hook. You don't want him thinking that either. 
You want him thinking, I'm going out there, I'm your starting quarterback, I'm going to lead my team to victory in a very crucial divisional game. That's all he needs to know at that point. No matter what you discuss with the, the management, with your own coaches, offensive coaches, the only thing that quarterback needs to know is he is the man under center. He needs to focus on the plays and the strategy that we're going to attack Washington in because Washington is playing great football right now. We want to keep our names very much in the playoff race. Now, if he goes out there and plays the game, uh, you know, maybe throw 23 passes, the team runs up and down the field, then you're good. But if he goes out there and lays an egg like he did against the Giants, okay, now you know, like you just said, now you know that you got a guy, the game plan is going to change a little bit, uh, but you got a guy now you can bring it off the bench. You can possibly help you either get back in the game or pull out a win. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, I want to just point this out. I hope I don't lose it. 76er Freedom is telling us on uh, on the chat, uh, LMAO, we don't know what that means, uh, at a quarterback controversy. Um, let me just take that in for a second. Maybe we should downgrade from quarterback controversy and go to, because like controversy implies drama. Like there's someone you're really rooting for makes it happen for this Philadelphia Eagles team. I think quarterback competition is a little bit more appropriate because it's not as over the top clickbaity as the controversy part of it. And I do believe that there should be at least a competition. Jalen Hurts will get the opportunity again, and then Gardner Mitchell will get an opportunity probably later in the season if the Eagles, if, if everything falls apart from this point on. Controversy, competition, or can, is, one a, is one a downgrade from the other? Uh, well, first of all, two things, Mark. Do you really not know what LMAO means? No, oh, I know what it means. I know what it okay. means. I just okay. wasn't going to I wasn't going <laughs> to say that for our viewers on okay. Jacob just Media YouTube channel or 6abc.com. Right, right, right. Very smart. I just had to check. Um, yeah, yeah. And no, I, I'm not that. I'm not that much of a boomer. <laughs> yeah, I okay, boomer. Um, but <laughs> I agree with you. Like, I definitely don't think it's a legitimate controversy, especially within the organization. But like you mentioned, the comments. If you look at the comments on this on our show right now, people are fired up already. So I don't mm -hmm. know if they would agree with your take that it's not a controversy because like even on Twitter, if you tweet out, you know, Jalen Hurts is a starting QB. See, see what the replies are uh -huh. and then revisit oh. that. Maybe it's not a controversy idea and, and you might change your mind. No, no, no. That's that's why I'm finding it funny. Just as our commenter, uh, 76er fella or person was saying, uh, it's like we're fighting over whether or not it's Gardner Minshew right. or Jalen Hurts. It's not exactly, oh, we have Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson here. Oh, controversy. It's two guys that this franchise has no commitment to really long-term anyway. So that's why I, th I find it funny to say quarterback controversy when those are the two options. The, the, the only way it's a controversy, as I've said, is if the coach gives a sliver of hope that he has doubts moving forward about what to do coming out of this by in two weeks. The controversy basically generates more interest from a media perspective, especially on radio. Because it's something to talk about for two weeks since your team is not playing number one. And it gives your fan base more of a voice to call in and voice their opinions. And it's okay with that because what's the bottom line? You want ratings, right? Mm. You know, you, well, you I, want well, plus ratings in your time, your time slot, plain and simple. And plus you're talking about the most important position in all of Philadelphia, which Absolutely. is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Absolutely. Eagles. So Absolutely. anytime that there's a question as to who's going to be the starter, I mean, well, look, we're used to just having a week to dissect this. And as I said at the top of the show, we got two weeks to dissect it now. So yeah. if you thought we overanalyzed things before, oh, man, now we got 14 days instead of seven. And, yes, every syllable, every inflection on every syllable by the head coach or offensive coordinator, 
and we're not going to hear from Howie Rosen or Jeffrey Lurie, but every little thing was going to be dissected from what this organization says over the next two weeks as to who that starting quarterback is going to be. And we already have the report that was out there from the Inquirer, Jeff McClain putting it out there, saying that uh, they're a little split in the front office, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, as to who's more confident in what Jalen Hurts can give this franchise going forward. And if that divide is there, I mean, I think it's obvious is who gets the, the, the deciding vote. I, say, yeah. and I think that'd be Jeffrey Lurie. So mm-hmm. we'll see how much of a leash is really out there for either quarterback going forward. And we will dissect it and talk about it and break it down for you as this show goes on. We'll talk about it, of course, uh, after the next game as well, whatever the outcome of that one is in two weeks. But uh, right now we're going to be joined, or excuse me, coming up in a little bit, we're going to be joined by John McMullen from MetLife Stadium, who's going to give us the goods on all the – press conferences and what people said after it. We're going to give you an extended version of this show today. We're going to do an extra segment for you. It's a two-hour show. We're going two hours and 15 minutes for you, folks. That's what we got for you. Don't forget that we are brought to you by the amazing people at uh, the amazing people down there at Ocean Casino Resort. Go for the live show. Go for the win. More live post-game show when we return. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go for the steaks and the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits, go for the fans, go for the win. 
Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, everybody, on Jacob Media YouTube channel as well as 6abc.com. This is live post-game show with Devin Caney, Derek Gunn, and yours truly, Mark Farzetta. We're fueled by Stateside Vodka. Uh, go to statesidevodka.com and check out the amazing vodka soda. Absolutely delicious. Uh, one thing that we never want to see in a game that you feel like the Eagles have in hand already is a late injury, and I can't think of too many injuries that we'd rather not see. Then Jason Kelsey and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, I'm seeing the report right now, did uh, injure the same ankle that was hurt and made a miss, what, three games earlier in the season? Right. And Jason Kelsey was also seen rolling around uh, and went back to the locker room. And uh, we also saw the, the, the awful snap by Nate Herbig when he went to the game as a center. It's not the first time that he's done that. We're going to get some more updates from them. Uh, Gunner, are you hearing anything about either of those injuries? No, uh, so right now, still waiting to see if, uh, if I can get some information on both of them. We saw Kelsey grab his left knee. A um, couple of games ago, it was right. It was his right knee that he was grabbing. So this time, it's the left knee. You know, Sanders. You know, see, that's what worries me about Sanders. Anytime you get him up there in 15, 20 touches a game, um, he's always more susceptible to injuries. You know, I hate, I hate to see it. So I'm looking at Miles Sanders. What did he have? He had 24 carries, mm -hmm. and he had uh, three receptions. So he had 27 touches. You know, and. If he was a little bit more durable, man, would he be electric and dangerous? But when you start getting him up there in that many touches for a back of his size, and he has a history of injuries as it is, you're always taking a risk and not having him somewhere down the road. And the way he grabbed that ankle, obviously, was already the ankle that was injured. I hope it's not something severe where it'll keep him out three to four weeks because you're run, you're running out of time right now. Mm -hmm. uh, when you consider you're coming out, of, you're coming out of a bye week. You got five games left. You don't have 15 games left. You have five games left now, and Washington currently holds that number seven spot. And if they pull off a win against the Raiders, right now they're beating the Raiders seven to nothing. If they come out with this win with the Raiders on the road, Washington is that team that many teams don't want to play right now, especially if they slip in the back door to playoffs. And the Eagles have still have to play them two times. If you have to play them two times without the likes of a Miles Sanders, that doesn't bode well because you don't know what this defense is going to give you. You know, the defense plays well some weeks, and I still can't get it out of my mind. You let one of the worst offenses in the National Football League with one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football League walk down the field on you on their first three possessions and go three for three in the red zone on you. And when you really think about it, they didn't get a lot of pressure on, on Zach Wilson today. No. They didn't chase him around a lot. They, occasionally, but they didn't chase him around a lot. He looked pretty comfortable to me. Zach Wilson was his own worst enemy today. He overthrew guys wide open. He underthrew some guys. He made some poor decisions with the ball when he threw the football. Zach Wilson was his own worst enemy today, or this game could have been closer than it really should have been. Mm -hmm. And we also saw Ryan Kerrigan late in this game get a couple of pressures, and that was one of the first times we've really seen Ryan Kerrigan all year long. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that first half, I mean, one of the things I wanted to see going into this game was Miles Sanders get touches. I am shocked. That he got over 20 carries. He got a career high in carries today. That's amazing. But the other thing is, look, you made the mistake, and we said this last week. If you really had to scratch and claw to say something that the defense should have done that they didn't do last week, it was forced Daniel Jones into mistakes. 
this particular game, Zach Wilson is a guy that you could force into mistakes. I didn't see them force anything in terms of forcing mistakes in the early goings yeah. of this game. Yeah. So I was looking at Jonathan Gannon going, come on, man, you're doing the same thing you're doing last week, and that's not necessarily a good thing. You could be forcing turnovers with this guy or mistakes. Instead, they marched right down the field, and as you said, Gunner, really, this, the, the punts were a rarity in this game. What was it, two punts the entire game, if that? Yeah. You had to do something in the early goings of this game to really squash any momentum the Jets had going. Look, you're going to break a play. You're going to get a good kick return. That that stuff's going to happen, okay? It's the NFL. Something mm-hmm. like that's going to happen. But where is your stuff to kind of make that null and void? I didn't really even see that, in, uh, even an attempt of that, until the second half when you saw them obviously shut out the Jets for the rest of the way. You know, when this game started with that first uh, return by the Jets, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if this is the way the game is going to go. Like, I truly don't. And then our offense looked great. And then the Jets offense would just come back. I'm like, are we really going to be in a shootout with the Jets? Because, again, we're going to say it a million times this show. Yes, we won. But it's the Jets. It still, honestly, was too close for my liking for a team like the Jets. And the fact that our defense allowed them to walk all over us was almost past the point of infuriating. It was just like, what are we doing here? Like what, how do we, what is the solution here aside from drafting and getting free agents, you know, before next season, but what is the immediate solution? And I don't have one. I don't know if you guys do, but I don't have one. Well, whatever they did in the second half started to work. I mean, they started to get a little bit of pressure. Like I said, Ryan Kerrigan, I don't know if he got officially credited with three quarterback hurries or pressures, but he he looked like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. we heard his name. And then there was Mm -hmm. two other plays that I think he got into the backfield to at least rush a pass. There was one deep down the sideline that he got involved in. And that was good to see. And you had, uh, I think it was Singleton uh, in coverage uh, on that particular play. But there was a couple of times where you saw Ryan Kerrigan get into the backfield. But as far as designed blitzes, schemes to get after Zach Wilson, I really didn't see that. I saw John, uh, Javon Hargrave start to win a battle at the line of scrimmage. He got his sack. I saw Zach Wilson in the first half, I think it was. Check my notes. Uh, Josh Sweat getting to the backfield for a big sack, yes. second quarter, yeah, he did. and that was Zach Wilson rolling into that pressure. So I don't, I don't think that was designed either. It was just Josh Sweat winning his mm-hmm. one-on-one battle. But yeah, I, I continue to see Jonathan Gannon in the early goings of, na- of games not be aggressive. Whatever adjustment they made, maybe it was just the Jets being more of the Jets in the second half. But in the first half, I did not see that. This this defense still has not. Um define a dog mentality you know it it plays well in spurts uh but it's not consistent you know when you look at the better defenses in a league you know that every game they're going to come out and you're going to have to earn everything you get against that particular defense and the eagle i look at the eagles and i consider them an illusion type defense they give you the perspective that they've turned the corner and things are going to get a lot better and then all of a sudden they resort back to stuff that just makes you want to scream and throw something at your TV set, which was a game like today, you know, when you play a, a team like the Jets. And, you know, you, you just when you're about to give Jonathan credit, uh, Jonathan Gannon credit for flipping a script a little bit and changing things up and being more assertive and more aggressive and getting a little bit more pressure on the quarterbacks, all of a sudden you see a game like this. You know, you had wide receivers catching passes underneath. Quarterback looked too comfortable in the pocket. The, the Jets are walking down the field on you, sustaining drives, picking up chunks of real estate on you when you should have kicked them right in the teeth from the very opening kickoff. Now, obviously, they got the initial momentum, you know, when Barrios took that uh, opening kickoff 79 yards uh, to set the Jets up for a score. But even after that, once you went down the field and took the lead at 7-6, to six, 
you should have been able to kick this team in the mouth because you, you knew they weren't on your equal. And they couldn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. they couldn't do it. You know, they, they, I love the balance they had with the passing uh, game. Obviously, uh, Minshew, Minshew got in the rhythm with the passing game, but you also ran it enough, picking up five, six uh, chunks, uh, yards of real estate. Um, but I, I just thought overall that you, you let the Jets, you let the Jets hang around a little bit too long for my liking. Uh, real quick, I'm just seeing the tweets come out now. Nick Sirianni was asked after the game as far as Jalen Hurts being the starting quarterback after the bye week. Nick Sirianni's response, of course. So Jalen Hurts, your starting quarterback yeah. in two weeks. You'll, you'll, learn to, you'll learn to listen to me one of these days. I'll get there eventually. You'll learn to listen to me one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. Yeah. I don't know when, but you will. Whenever we go on that fishing trip that we've been talking about. Whenever yeah, we go on that, that fishing that, trip. That, that's, oh, that's thanks for the happen. invite. That's not gonna happen. I have no idea about this. You're not you're not hooking me in the backside. I'm I don't I'm sorry, but I don't fish with novice. I'm sorry. I just can't can't do it. Now now you're just hurting feelings. Now you're just hurting feelings. No, I don't mean I don't mean I don't mean it negatively. I mean, you know, we can sit and have brunch together, we can talk (laughs) over old times, we can go to a game together, go to a movie together, but if it comes to fishing, Mm. I only fish with hardcore, I only fish with hardcore uh, fishermen. The only time Yeah. The only time when I could see and, and go fishing is when my wife says, can you take the kids? You know, <laughs> like, you know, like when my kids were younger, can you take the kids? Well, then I know that's that day. I'm not fishing. I'm dodging hooks the whole day or I'm unhooking people from trees or rocks. So I'm not fishing. You know, so I know what I'm going to do. Stick. It's like playing. It's like playing football. Stick and move. Stick and move. That's what I'm doing the whole day. You know, but when I get to this stage, uh. when my fishing is my time, I consider it my Camelot. I decide who I'm going fishing with. Mm. And if you're a novice, if you still think peanut butter on a hook will work, you know, if you go fishing, I'm not taking you fishing. All right. All right now, just hold on. Before me. before you what? go, like, like, before people start thinking, now people are going to think I brought that up to you sometime. No, like, like, I, no. I, I said, use peanut butter. That's no. that's ridiculous. Let me clarify. Mark Rosetta has never said he uses peanut butter on a hook. Thank you very much. All right, Neither do I, for the record. No one wait, asked, wait, wait. You but... fish? You go? You're fish? You're a fisher? I can't say fisherman because that would offend some people. So let me, you're a fisherwoman? Um, you know, I fished in my day. Like oh, once. geez. Here we go. Another one. No, Devin, oh, the line. Devin, the perfect line oh, would have been there. Geez. The perfect line would have been like, "I don't fish. I'm an angler." Yeah, there you go. That's that's how you. Yeah. That's how you know what's what. See what she uh, said. When she said, "Oh, uh, I fished in my day," you know they tell me. <laughs> Um, I am not baiting your hook all day. I'm not untangling you from a rock. I'll do it one or two times out of courtesy, but I'm not doing it the whole day. Right. Then my day is not, is not enjoyable. Uh, you know what? I will... you're fine, fine. I'll take you up on your game offer instead. The three okay. of us can just attend an right. Eagles game. Maybe last home game of the, of the season. We'll document it. You can cook for us, grill for us. I'll take that over fishing. Whoa, whoa, whoa time out. Wait, wait. So we go into the game and then I got to cook and grill as well? You this can do it before be at the tailgate. At the tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the tailgate. Oh, see, yeah. I don't tailgate though. I don't tailgate. Well, first time for everyone. That's a crime. If somebody with all your grilling experience, you don't, don't tailgate? tailgate. What? No. What? No. No. I don't want to sit in the parking lot two hours before a game and mingle and eat. You know. I, you know what? When I cover games, you know, I was walking and I'm walking through a parking lot. Hey, Gunner, you want something? Hey, thank you very much. I might grab something. Keep moving. Stick and move. Stick and move. I'm not sitting there singing "Kumbaya" around the fire. I don't have time for that. I need to get the stadium. Yeah. Stick and move. I got yeah. you. I got yeah. you. <laughs> and I'm not sitting out there two hours after a game having a post game uh, grill out as well. No, I want to go home because there's another game I might want to see. I'm not. I'm sorry. 
Mm. I'm probably the last person you want to hang out with before or after a game. The grass, understood. I, I do want to say, uh, Mark, also, Mark is telling us on uh, our comments, hunting. Never want to go hunting with a rookie. I would say that's better Thank advice. You. Thank that's you. better advice than, than, than the fishing thing. No, uh, too many people get hooked. No, my, no. my man Fuji's really enjoying the show. We appreciate that. Uh, people are all about the quarterback controversy or competition. You can't deny it. You can't, like, in all honesty, you really you can't deny it. Now, even the if coach, the coach did exactly what he was supposed to. Exactly. I don't he expect him to say, wow, that one game, I'll tell you. No, that that guy yeah, you know lost his job. Yeah, but you know what? There are some coaches, though, considering the, the amount of pressure on them, that have come out, stepped to a podium, and said, we will sit and evaluate everything moving forward. Mm -hmm. Then you open that door for speculation. Sure, absolutely. But you want to put that fire out real quick, you do what Nick Sirianni did. You say, you know what? Absolutely, he's my mm -hmm. quarterback. Now, he's mm -hmm. my quarterback for the next game. I didn't say he was a quarterback for the whole game. Now that I know what Minshew is capable of doing, I don't have to tell you that right now. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I absolutely do. I, absolutely I mean, can, can we all just chalk it up and, and assume? I don't want to, like, make assumptions here. Um, but, I mean, that Nick Sirianni saw Jalen Hurts was injured, not terribly injured. You know, an ankle sprain, I believe, maybe some soreness in his heel. Mm -hmm. They have a bye week coming up. And it's the Jets. And maybe he just said, hey, Jalen, take a break. You know, recover fully these next right. two weeks so we can have you back for the next five games. You, you knew something was up when as the week – first of all, Jalen steps to the podium on Wednesday and says, oh, yes, I'm playing on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Injured players do that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. it's not up to you a lot of times if you're playing. It's up to how the, 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 the coaching staff and the training staff watch you progress throughout a week. And then the coaches will get, get with the doctors and they determine. Now – if, if, if I'm this coaching staff or a medical staff, and number one, you're right, they're playing the Jets. Okay, so we should be able to beat uh, the Jets with Mark Farzetta quarterbacking, you know. Um, but what's this long-term situation? If I put him out here this Sunday, that means he could do some serious damage to it. As we saw, Miles Sanders late in the game, out there with a bum ankle. What happens? Gets rolled out of bounds. He clutches that ankle, okay? Now, that means he could be out – Jalen Hurts could be out longer than two weeks. You don't need that right now. You know, mm -hmm. his ability to use all of his assets to run the ball and, and, and give a defense that, another, uh, uh, that that element to think about that he could take off and run at any given moment, you need him at full strength. And giving him two weeks to heal that ankle is huge um, in terms of giving him that additional week just to chill. Now, if he goes out there and rolls it up now, now you got a problem. Because what happens if Minshew – now, we saw Minshew try to run an RPO. Uh, it didn't look that good with Minshew running an RPO. We don't want to see that. Yeah. Okay? What if Minshew gets hurt? Who are we down to then? Stinnett. Do, do, you, do you, want, <laughs> you want to be down to Stinnett? No, I definitely don't. Definitely Let, not. Give Minshew – you know, roll the dice. Give Minshew – I mean, give, give Hurts this week additional time off. Get him ready so that if he does hurt the ankle in the Washington game, at least you got know you got Minshew now who can run this offense sufficiently mm -hmm. for you and keep your, keep your team in the win, in a game and possibly win a game for you. See, I, I Devin, I agree with with your point, uh, and and Gunner, I, I certainly I hear everything you're saying. You're absolutely right. I don't want to be down to your third string either. But I look at this game not as a oh man, Hurts was just so banged up he couldn't play. I look at it more mm -hmm. as it was the Jets. 
They could get away with two weeks instead of just one week of rest for Jalen Hurts, so they gave him that opportunity. And I never thought Gardner Minshew was going to go in there and throw three interceptions and and and, and lose this game. Like I think he is a serviceable serviceable uh, backup quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL, where you can plug and play him and see how he does. And he did well. He did well, so fine. But I, here's one thing I will take away from this game: Jalen Hurts will start in two weeks. I have no doubt that will happen. The leash, though, to go to Gardner Minshew is a lot shorter than it was before. If they come back after this bye week, if they come back and they face Washington and it's a stinker of a first half, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see Gardner Minshew coming in the second half. Or if it's a stinker of a game and it's close and you stick with Jalen Hurts but they still lose, I wouldn't be surprised if a game later they then go to Gardner Minshew to start the following week after Washington to then start against the Giants. That it would not be surprising to me at all. No, that's a that's a that's a good possibility. Okay, okay, very good possibility. Um, but right now, you want your frontline guy at full strength, and I, and I think because of the way Jalen runs that offense, in terms of not not just the, the passing game, but his ability to run mm-hmm. to frustrate defenses with his ability to pick up um, a first downs and third down situations where a defense is normally thinking, are they going to give it to a running back? Are they going to pass the ball? Oh man, we forgot about the fact that this quarterback can outrun a lot of guys in the front seven. See, that's another element you want to have in your arsenal when you start playing these these crucial games. Now, these last five games, every game you always talk about every game. Every game you get is a must win situation. Well, from this point on, every game is a must win situation, and you want to have your full arsenal. Um, and, and because now, who knows? Had they been playing a better team, maybe Hurts would have played today. Maybe, mm-hmm. but when you look at, look at how the week progressed. It went from Hertz on Wednesday saying, I'm starting to Thursday. By Thursday and Friday, word leaks out that Minshew is taking most of the reps with the first team. You kind of knew it was going to happen. You kind of knew it was going to happen. And, right. I, and I don't blame him one bit. You rolled the dice because of who you were playing. It worked out in your favor. You're still right there. You're still at half game behind Washington. And who knows if Washington loses this game today, you're right there even with Washington. You know, So you rolled the dice and it, and, and it rolled in your favor. For this particular moment, can I, you know, Gunner, you just rattled off a bunch of things that you're really good at, you know, hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Uh, just real quick, I just want to set the scene, Devin. You might appreciate this. I was, uh, I was at a little uh, dinner party last night with some friends. Got the kids together, <laughs> right? Got the kids together, all playing together. Brought the bounce house, right? But the bounce house kids are going crazy in the bounce oh, wow. house. And I brought my espresso machine because, as you know, I um, I love my espresso. You took you. the espresso machine. Uh, yeah, it's easy. Extra. That's it's very extra. That's not the move. Yeah, come on. It's, it's what I call a flex. And um, I, uh, it, uh, it's a very simple thing. And I'm making, I'm making a cappuccino, right? I'm making a cappuccino, and I'm making that. Actually, I was making an affogato, not for nothing. And I was making that up for my friends. Oh, and what? and somebody, an affogato. It's a scoop of gelato in a espresso. It's fantastic. Ooh. So anyway, okay. right. uh, I'm making that, and and my buddy yells out from the other room, "Hey, Mark, you get a text from Gunner?" And I was like, "What? No, I, I didn't get a text from Gunner." He goes, "Hertz is starting. Gunner just reported it." And that's how I found out about your report, my friend. There you go. While I was making an affogato. I love it. I love it. I saw it on Twitter and was like, oh, I'm so proud. And then I saw uh, someone, I think Adam Schefter, like, use, source you. And I was like, oh, I know him. That's cool. (laughs) That's how I found out. My story is a lot less entertaining than Mark's. I wasn't, like, (laughs) at a bounce house drinking espresso, so. No, no, no. We brought the bounce house (laughs) and the espresso. Drinking espresso. I love it. I love it. I, I don't just had that kind of lifestyle, but maybe one day. I just had the thought of the kids Pinky like up. in Pinky the bounce up. house, wait, 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 in the bounce wait, wait, house, wait, wait, drinking wait, wait, espresso. 
ladies and gentlemen, it. this is only the beginning. This is how happy we are after an Eagles victory, uh, quarterback oh, controversy or, or not. Wow. Uh, we're going to be back with more live postgame show in just a second. Don't forget, we are brought to you by the wonderful people at Ocean Casino Resort. Go for the live show. Go for the win. John McMullen will be joining us uh, coming up uh, a little bit later in the show. Give us all the goods on what was said at the press conferences after the game from MetLife Stadium. More live postgame show when we return. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. scared sometimes of a lot of things joining in decisions the dark the dark but i once heard someone say but as i always say it's okay to be afraid as long as you face the fear and keep moving forward wherever you are in life count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years independence blue cross Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. Live post-game show to everyone on the Jacob Media YouTube channel as well as 6abc.com. Appreciate you guys joining us after this Eagles victory. Don't forget, we're fueled by Stateside Vodka. Enjoy a vodka soda from Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com for more information. John McMullen will be joining us from MetLife Stadium coming up in a little bit. Uh, when it comes uh, really to this game plan in general, how much, Gunner? and I want to ask you this question, when it comes to how this team uh, attacked the Jets, 
How much did it matter that they prepared the entire week for Jalen Hurts? I know you talked about gamesmanship earlier. How much do you think that impacted the Jets game when they a defensive game when they started playing this football game? Well, I, I think um, it, to a certain degree, you know, you, you you have a guy on a scout team who tries to emulate what Jalen Hurts does. So your your whole focus is on trying to duplicate what you expect to see across the line of scrimmage. But I think by midweek, if you're a smart enough coaching staff. And Robert Sala is a very good defensive coach. He doesn't have the defensive personnel that he wants right now to try to emulate what he was able to do with that that incredible defensive personnel he had in San Francisco. But he's smart enough to know when you start seeing the rumors out there that, hey, um, this guy's reps are increasing and this guy's reps are decreasing, all of a sudden you you have to expand uh, your, your preparation for, for what's to come. So I think by Thursday or Friday, they had a good feel that they had to prepare for a couple of quarterbacks, and that's not out of the norm. You know, you spent the early part of the week looking at all the film of what Jalen Hurst can do in terms of escapability, stepping up and run, beating your defenders to the edge and being able to turn turn a corner and turn it up and gain additional yards. Uh, but I, I think, you know, these guys are, are geared. Te- teams, individuals are geared towards making adjustments on the fly. Um, so I, I don't think it was that that big of a deal. The only thing that might have been a big deal was, okay, how much film do we have on Gardner Minshew? Because you have to go all the way back to, what, December of last year to really find out exactly, to, to try to understand some of his tendencies. But what you're doing is you're looking at him in a completely different offense than what you were, were seeing him in before. So you have no idea how this Nick Sirianni is going to use him and deploy him against you. So it's a guessing game uh, that Minshew was winning early on in that game. Yeah, it certainly looked like it. I I will say the Jets, they look like a team that was ill-prepared to face just, I'll say this, not even just Gardner Minshew, but a different style quarterback than what Jalen Hurts would present to you. That's certainly what it looked like to me. Devin, how about you? For sure. Uh, And I will say another positive uh, that I saw today in our passing game was we saw more of a variety of receivers. You know, I, we saw Quez Watkins kind of emerge from the depths. I feel like we haven't heard his name too much. Uh, Jalen Rager, again, people calling for him to be cut, but he did make a few passes, uh, passes, catches. catches, He did. He had a first Uh, down. He he had it for one first down. We love that for him. Uh, Dallas Goddard, obviously incredible game. Um, But Devontae Smith still is a little bit uh, confusing to me. I feel like he's been MIA, not just with Minshew today, but also with Hurts last week. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it it was a completely different offense from what we've seen with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, totally different style. And uh, that would throw anyone off, but especially the Jets. I, I thought for sure that Rager had more catches. I'm looking at the stats here. It says he had one catch for seven yards. I thought he had more than one catch. So did I. That's weird. But the bottom line is he caught the ball. That's the main thing. Well, special teams wise, special teams wise, he he wasn't looking so hot there early. Let the ball bounce to the one yard line. He then then went back to grab it before it was a a turnover, not a turnover, but would have been the Jets ball on the one yard line if they didn't just take it into the end zone. Right. Uh, Can we talk about special teams for a second, though? Because on both sides of our special teams, what was going on? Especially the, the, uh, kicking side, like yeah, what? The, the opening kickoff that they returned, what seventy yards, whatever it was, yeah. seventy nine yards. The yeah. opening kickoff, that's not exactly a good place to put your defense in. So, got to give yeah. Jonathan Gannon at least, you know, acknowledge that. To be fair, but yeah, uh, kicking game wise, special teams wise, Devin, as you were saying, yeah, it was it was tough today to watch, especially when you saw Jalen Rager drop a punt mm-hmm. and then be able to scurry and get himself a nice little gain out of that, nice little return mm-hmm. on that. That was good. But everything was shaky for the most part, especially in the early goings of this game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no question yeah. about it. Um, but you know, that happens sometimes. You know, you play down to the level of your competition. You know, unfortunately, instead of playing your own game, a lot of times you get up, get caught up playing the opponent's game. And the, and the Jets are a team that 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 has a long way to go before they're considered a, a decent football team. They have a quarterback that is still learning all the nuances at the professional level. They have a defense that's struggling, and sometimes they bog you down with their ineptness. We see that happen all the time. You know, good teams playing a bad team. You know, and, and luckily the Eagles were able to pull it out. You know, the, the thing about it is when, when things are not going great, not to say it in this game, but a lot of times if you can establish that running game until the other facets of your game catch up, you know, that is huge. And we know how the Eagles can lean on the running game. But in this game particularly, luckily Minshew came out firing on all cylinders and really loosened up that, that Jets defense, you know, because you knew they were going to have success running the football against them. We didn't know how Minshew would be able to handle the passing game. And he came out, he was perfect on his first 11 passes. Mm-hmm. He absolutely was. By the way, I was go- trying to go back and uh, you mentioned Devontae Smith, Devin, a second ago. There was the jump ball situation that Gardner Minshew threw up just after halftime. 24-18 was the score with the Eagles up. And that was the only real jump ball that I saw Gardner Minshew try to throw. We saw the one, not to go back to it again, but the Broncos game from a couple of weeks ago. Devontae Smith was able to go up and get that ball. Similar situation, one-on-one coverage, outside corner of the end zone type of throw. Uh, Just wasn't able to come up with it. Little contact before, but it's one of those things the ref can always just say was hand fighting as the both players are trying to go up for the football. Uh, but that was the only time that he really saw that kind of jump ball to Smith. He had the one good play where uh, he caught the ball on the opposite side of the close uh, bottom of the screen. If you're watching it on TV, yeah, and he was able to take it another ten yards after the catch. Yep. That was that was really it. Other than that, there wasn't a lot of the on the on the same page stuff with Devontae Smith. I was wondering if the idea of Quez Watkins maybe working more with Gardner Minshew in practice than maybe Devontae Smith, your number one wide receiver, would. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that would come into play. It's not like Quez Watkins has been the clear-cut number two guy throughout the entire right. season. Right. Uh, and that's unfortunate because I would have went with him more than I went with Jalen Rager for anything else. But that's yeah. just kind of what it looked like to me today. It looked like those two were trying to work out being on the same page as the game went on. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'm just also glad that Dallas Goddard got redemption for his, what, like one-touch game last week where right. I know people gave him and Sirianni and everyone heat for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he came out at the start of the game and was like, see, guys, I'm still here. I'm still worth the money. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Uh, but I did. I want to ask, I want to get to this because we had talked about how the first half and the second half looked very different offensively speaking for the Eagles and defensively speaking as well. What, was it a matter of Nick Sirianni not being aggressive? Cause we still saw them go for fourth down after fourth down late in that game, excuse me, in the third quarter of that game, trying to get more points. They had Mosley jump off on one of the, one, one of those particular instances, Eagles caught a timeout on a fourth and one, uh, and then they weren't able to convert finally on the fourth down, e- even though they challenged the play on a fourth and short as well. Was it a matter of taking the foot off the gas, or was it a matter of the Jets just being able to make adjustments defensively? Mm. I would say the Jets are making adjustments. The Eagles aren't good enough to take their foot off the gas against anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, that's not a knock against the team. It is what it is. It is a team that's trying to find its way that has had more downs than ups has shown it is capable of playing superior football when they put the ball on the ground and control the line of scrimmage and dominate teams. But it's also a team that has uh, found ways not to finish uh, in a lot of cases, uh, not to finish drives, not to finish off games. So there's, there's not the ability 
for this team to rest on its veteran slash all-star lineup expertise to get them over the hump in a lot of situations. You got to roll up your sleeves, put your hand in the dirt and get down and get down and dirty. You know, if you're going to play for this version of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that does pop into mind though, and and Gunnar, I agree with you that the Eagles are not good enough to take their foot off the gas in any situation. I'm a little haunted by what Nick Sirianni told the media after their game against the the Saints, where the Saints ended up scoring a lot of points in the fourth quarter. Eagles, not so much in the second half. Sirianni literally came out after the game and said, yeah, we got less aggressive. I should have stayed more aggressive in that second half. I guess they were just afraid of making the mistake that would lead to a a bigger Saints comeback than what we saw. Mm -hmm. So as I'm watching the game in the second half, I'm thinking that's in the back of my head. But when you go through those third and short, fourth and short situations where they even challenged it, won the challenge because they challenged the spot and then weren't able to convert for a touchdown later on that drive it was definitely them still being aggressive there's no denying that and you had an eight minute 22 second drive as well to come out in the first in the uh in the third quarter as well so those are all things that i looked at with sirianni and said i don't know if he's taking his foot off the gas as much as the jets are making those adjustments no there's something to be said for that and the, the 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 eagles ability to control the ball that third quarter uh the jets only had the ball for one minute and 10 seconds in the entire third quarter that was a huge difference in terms of helping decide the outcome of this game today. Basically, they just imposed their will on the Jets, and you could tell the Jets were the defense were was dog tired by the end of that third quarter. So that particular strategy worked worked extreme uh, extremely well for the Eagles today. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I know we have John McMullen standing by. We're going to get to him right after this break. So I'll tell you guys right now, you're watching live post-game show on the Jacob Media YouTube channel and 6abc.com. When we return, John McMullen from MetLife Stadium. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears go for the midnight dares go for the memories go for the view it goes on forever go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink go to bed whenever you want or don't go for him Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to live post game show on 6abc.com and Jake Immediate YouTube channel. Joining us right now from MetLife Stadium, presented by Mesa Law and Associates, our good friend John McMullen. John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Uh, first off, injury news. We're Jason Kelsey, Miles Sanders. What are we hearing there? Well, Miles actually talked to us after the game, so he seems fine. I, in a lot of ways, obviously, he's banged up with the ankle injury, and I apologize to the Jets are funneling in their own interviews to the press box. But um, as far as Miles goes, I, I think a lot of it was the game was sort of in hand, and they wanted to just make sure and sit him down. Obviously, the bye week will help because he's dealing – with that ankle injury, and it's it's been a concern. This dates back. It's the same ankle, same injury since the Las Vegas game that caused him to miss three games. So that part of it is an issue. Jason Kelsey, uh, we have to wait. We didn't get an update, obviously, at this point. A little bit more concerned at that one because he looked like he was in a lot of pain, and you just have to kind of wait and see. Uh, where he is when the Eagles get back from a bye. We'll talk to Nick Sirianni tomorrow, and he'll probably give us a better update. But you got to be at least concerned about that one. Hey, hey, John, Nick Sirianni did the right thing by squashing any possible controversy coming out saying, yes, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback coming out of the bye. Yeah. I mean, he, he kind of told us that uh, last week when there was some insert, uncertainty. He made it very, very clear that if Jalen Hurts wasn't going to be able to go, it was strictly a health matter. Uh, right. He was the starting quarterback, and he was going to be the starting quarterback no matter what happened this week against the Jets and how Gardner Minshew played. And then Gardner, Gardner Minshew went out there and played a perfect first half, <laughs> literally, from an NFL perspective. His passer rating was 158.3, which is, it doesn't get any higher than that. Right. That's as high as you can go. Uh, and he was spectacular in the first half. Second half, things kind of calmed down a little bit. The Eagles went more run heavy. They kind of knew they... They had the Jets on the ropes, and they're just trying to get to the finish line. But you know how Philadelphia is. I mean, this is yep. it. This is yep. – it, it's it's coming. The Eagles know it's coming. They claim they don't care. Um, they claim Jalen Hurts is a starter, but it's coming. <laughs> 
I, I, you're, you're definitely not wrong about that, John. We were discussing that earlier in the show. Um, but I want to get your takes. We were just talking about uh, the difference between the first and second half of the game and, and what you attribute that to. You know, was it more conservative play calling? Was it the Jets' defense kind of making adjustments? Or was it, you just mentioned Minshew's play? Or none of the above? No, I think it was a little bit of everything, Devin. I, I do think the Eagles got a little bit more conservative. They went more to the running game. Uh, that first drive, they they just siphon the clock. I mean, they they. You know, I looked up and there were six minutes left in the third quarter, and you're like, wow, that's that's a really effective drive. And and they didn't need uh, to keep uh, pushing the foot on their gas, so to speak. And you can agree with it. Uh, you know, it might hurt against a better opponent. Certainly for this particular opponent, it was probably the right way to go. And it certainly didn't hurt the Eagles, but you watch the NFL every week and it's, it, it's generally never good when you let up on a team and that will probably hurt you uh, if you're playing better opponents down the line. Uh, so I'm kind of torn on that one, but the Eagles are just trying to get to the finish line. You can't really blame them in this particular game, but you worry about the sentiment more than anything else. I, I don't think it was a concern at all in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about defensively speaking? It seemed like Jonathan Gannon, not necessarily more aggressive in the second half, but more, certainly more successful. What was the difference between the two halves there for the Eagles defense? Well, I think Michael Flores, the Jets offensive coordinator, um, did a really good job uh, coming in with the scripted stuff. And he had the Eagles off balance and, you know, early in this game, it was touchdown, 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 yeah. touchdown, touchdown. And the only difference was Jake Elliott. I mean, Jake Elliott coming off a month where he's the NFC special teams player of the month. Perfect again today. And the Jets kicker, by the way, they cut their kicker coming into this game. So they had yeah. a new kicker. He couldn't even make extra points. Then they're chasing points. And a lot of ways, Jake Elliott was the difference maker in this game. And he had four field goals and his extra points. So, you know, you add that up, it's 15 total points. The Eagles won the game by 15 points. Um, he was, in a lot of ways, the difference of this game. And he continues to have a great season. Um, and that is one of those underlying things people don't think about a lot. But if you talk to the Baltimore Ravens, obviously, you've had Justin Tucker forever. So many of these teams struggle with bad kicking, and Jake Elliott has just been lights out for the Eagles. He he definitely has. Um, I want to go back to the offense, John, because I saw that you made a pretty accurate prediction. Uh, you said that this is the game, or this will be a big game for Dallas Goddard, and you were correct. How do, how do you feel about that? Give us your take. Well, I knew it was coming, um, and I, you know, you never think it's going to be as effective as it was in that first half. Uh, but the Eagles thought they had something there. Uh, that's the strength of Gardner Minshew as a quarterback. It's sort of the intermediate game, which really plays into Dallas Goddard and what he does well. I don't think Gardner's ever had that type of target in Jacksonville. Um, so I thought it was a nice sort of marriage and, you know, coming off a week where Dallas had, I think, three targets, one catch for no yards, and all of a sudden you see how effective he could be. This is what the Jalen Hurts haters are going to point to and say, look, this this offense 
and you have to be really, really clear about this. This passing offense looked a lot better with Gardner Minshew. And I'm just not talking about the numbers. I'm talking about the play seemed to be coming in quicker. There was none of that worrying about the clock, uh, the play clock running out. Uh, the reads were quick. The football was out of his hands very, very quickly. Um, and it just worked better. Now, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't even close. Gardner Minshew can't be close to replicating what Jalen Hurts does to the running game. So this is kind of where the Eagles are. And I give Nick Sirianni a lot of credit for shifting. He made it, he made, he kind of played it down and, and said, look, our offense is our offense, but it isn't. They can't. We're losing John. Uh, John, I, I, we, I think, I think we, I think he was just about to say, "Hell yeah!" There's a quarterback controversy. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no. As he said, it, it's coming. But interesting things there from John, as far as Gunner, you're right that you had the head coach come out right after the game and just say, "Of course, Jalen Hurts is my starting starting quarterback in two weeks." I think even when they go through the film process and all that and look at the tape, they're going to come out with that same conclusion because it can't be, as we were saying earlier, a knee jerk reaction. Uh, John, when we where we left off with you was uh, pretty much right around the time you were talking about. Uh, I believe it was uh, Jalen Hurts getting the play, or sorry, Gardner Mitchell getting the plays in faster. Yeah, well, I obviously that's not Gardner. That is uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen mm-hmm. making decisions quicker. But you could see the effectiveness uh, and and the reads and the ball getting out quickly where it's designed to go. One of the weaknesses of Jalen Hurts as a passer at this point, I don't think it's any secret. I, I think the coaching staff has talked about it a little bit, uh, is he gets the ball out a little bit too late at times. People were arguing about that last week on the final play. Should Devontae Smith have gotten the ball mm-hmm. when he had a step on James Bradbury? Maybe, maybe not. Would have been a difficult throw. Uh, but that's where the ball was designed to go on that play. It didn't come out. Boom, you got to go to a different uh, scramble drill. And ultimately, he delivered a really, really nice pass to Jalen Rager, who should have caught it. And the narrative probably would be different than we're talking about today. But nonetheless, if you're talking about an offense and what it's designed to do, Gardner's just more, he, he, he makes his reads in a quicker fashion. He gets the football out of his hands. Now, the more he continues to play, if he continues to play, if Jalen's not back, um, you know, teams are going to recognize what Gardner Minshew is, and they're going to put eight people in the box, and they're going to play, play press coverage and try to take that first read away, that quick read away, and he doesn't have the arm strength to get the football down the field. So it's not like this is the answer for the Eagles, but it's an interesting problem for Nick Sirianni because he's got a better passing offense with one quarterback and he's got a better rushing offense with the other quarterback. John, how much do you think the leash has been shortened, quote unquote, on a on Gardner Minshew getting more reps as the Eagle starter? Uh, I don't. I don't think you mean Jalen. Uh, Jalen's the starter when he comes back. I agree. Yeah, healthy. Um, you know what you have to worry about, and and not you know, call six one zero blah 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 because people are going <laughs> to complain and. And they're going to say Gardner Minshew should be the starter. Um, that's not the case in the building and the Novacare complex. Uh, 
the problem is in the locker room. I mean, you saw the game Dallas Goddard had. Uh, Quez Watkins started uh, to be a little bit more effective. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at the other than Devontae Smith, who, who um, and even Gardner gave him a chance on a 50-50 ball, that, that kind of stuff makes receivers happy. They're getting the football and getting the football consistently. So if you're in the locker room and, and Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and, and Quez Watkins start to say, we're having a lot more effectiveness, then you might have real calm. But I guess for you guys, um, Did we lose? Did we lose John again? Another cliffhanger? I got news for you guys. Did we lose him? Oh. Here's what I'll say. I got news for you. Minshew's is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. That, I will, I, that tunnel, that tunnel area up there is uh, difficult to deal with at times, especially depending on where you're standing because so many wires are hanging and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. you you got to move around to find your spot there, Stadium. Yeah, I think he was about to say, uh, here's what's coming, guys. I'm growing a, a, a Fu Manchu. I think that's what John was about to say. <laughs> he was going to grow that out. John, it could not have been cut off at a more perfect time this time around. Uh, here's what you'll tell us. What is it? What will you tell us? I don't know. Where was I cut off? Tell me. The Jets, <laughs> they finally shut up the PA system. Now they're cutting out the uh, the wireless on us. I guess they're not happy about what we're saying. Yeah, but- right. Talking about the the quarterback so-called controversy, there isn't a controversy inside the Novacare complex. It only becomes a controversy yeah. uh, if those receivers uh, start to say, okay, we're having more effectiveness with Gardner Minshew. But what I was saying is they love Jalen Hurts. They love him. Uh, I mean, um, everybody. Devontae Smith, obviously, they're close from their days at Alabama. But Jalen Rager, mm-hmm. Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, I don't see that happening. But if you talk about controversy and let's say, you know, Maryland, you know, you think about Bradley Cooper, Maryland's crab cake known for crab cakes and football, <laughs> Philadelphia cheesesteaks and, and controversy, quarterback controversy. That's right. what that's what Philadelphia's known for. Mm-hmm. That's what Philadelphia does. And they got one and they knew it was coming. They knew it was coming and they claim they're ready for it and they're not going to listen to the noise. Hey, hey John. Any concerns that Devonta Smith, the last couple of games now, his targets have gone way down? I understand defenses are blanketing him, but if you're the number one receiver, coaches will find ways to get you open. Yeah, well, you know, that's part of the issue. The Eagles got, when they when they made their shift sort of in Las Vegas is when it mm-hmm. started, Mm-hmm. Uh, and they shifted the offense. They sort of became a, a two-read offense. Uh, and typically, uh, Devontae or Dallas are the first read. When they're not the first read, the other mm-hmm. is sort of the other read. So it's 1A, 1B, and then you go from there. And that means Jalen Hurts and scramble drill and all that kind of stuff. So other teams are, understand that. They're very cognizant of it. Defensive coordinators in this league are very smart. And they're trying to take away. The Giants did a very good job taking away Dallas Goddard last week. I think the Jets more focused on Devontae Smith. And that's what you're going to see. And that's what Gardner Minshew was able to do, whether it's, you know, the checkdowns to Kenny Gainwell. Uh, a lot of effectiveness was that with that, getting mm. Quez Watkins a little bit involved. 
that's what Gardner does that that Jalen has not been able to do at this point. Mm-hmm. John, you say uh, Philadelphia does cheesesteaks and quarterback controversy while Maryland does crab cakes and football. The Eagles do not prioritizing the linebacker position. So before we let you go, I want to ask you about the defensive performance today because it's pretty bad. I know I always ask you about Jonathan Gannon because you've always kind of been on his side. Uh, What are your overall thoughts on how our defense played today? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were good at all early. Obviously, you give up three consecutive touchdowns to. Zach Wilson and the Jets, uh, who Zach has, you know, got a lot of arm talent. You saw it, but still uh, not probably not ready uh, to play at a high level consistently. I I think they paid a little bit too much deference to him, uh, too much zone early, uh, and it hurt him. But I also think, as I said, Mike LaFleur had a really good game plan coming in. And then sort of when you get up those first 15 or so scripted plays, that coaches do, and you have to uh, go back to plays in that. I think the Eagles did a much better job defensively, and obviously they they uh, they hunkered down on what the Jets were doing well, took it away. Uh, the problem is, and and you know we already saw the the quarterback uh, heavy portion of the schedule. They struggled against really good quarterbacks. They've generally been really good uh, against lesser quarterbacks and. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that's just common sense. But when you do play those good quarterbacks, you have to make things <clears throat> at least more difficult for them. And that's my lone problem with Jonathan Gannett's defense. I think there's too much zone, and especially on, on high leverage downs, high leverage situations, sometimes he makes things a little bit too easy on the quarterback and relies on his front four and very quietly because they don't have a lot of sacks. But that front four has been dominating for about a month or five weeks now. And their pressure numbers are outrageous. And I know a lot of people say, uh, who cares about pressures? But sometimes a pressure can be even better than a sack. And and that front four has really been playing well uh, as a whole over the last four or five weeks. See, see, John, I don't disagree with you when it comes to the pressures. But see, I'm of the school that I want to see you get the hits on a quarterback. Um, getting pressure on a quarterback is one thing. When you start to hit him a few times, now you have him thinking. You know, let's face it, quarterbacks don't like to be hit. But if you can get in his face and knock him down a few times, get his jersey dirty, um, that's a psychological element of the overall game plan that affects them. You know, some quarterbacks will get up, as we know, some quarterbacks aren't playing with a full deck. They get up, they play better because they're ticked off. And when they're ticked off, they play a lot better. But there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that cower away from getting hits. And that's the one thing that frustrates me about this Eagles defensive front. Sure, they get they get good pressure, um, but they're not getting enough hits on these quarterbacks to throw them off their games. Yeah, they have it. And, and Josh Sweat got a big one, and maybe that kind of rattled yeah. uh, Zach Wilson a little bit and, and didn't seem to be as effective after that. So you're right. I mean, look, you're – Quarterbacks don't like to be moved out their spot. They don't like to be hit. Um, you're 100% right. Uh, and and that group is – look, he puts a lot on their plate, and, and they got to go get the quarterback by themselves. And it's a little bit different from Jim Swartz because Jonathan wants a really, really disciplined pass rush. So yep. he doesn't want his guys freelancing at all. He doesn't want his guys just – 
eating there, man, going into business for themselves. He wants, he always says four equals one. It's one group, one pass rush. It's a really disciplined way to play football. And it doesn't result, if you look at Mike Zimmer's history, for instance, a lot of good defensive lines, uh, not a lot of big sack numbers uh, outside probably Daniil Hunter when he was healthy. Um, and that's why, because they press that discipline instead of the wide nine, go get the quarterback at all costs. It's a little bit different style. I don't think Philadelphia likes that style, to be honest, but it can be a very effective, uh, when you have everybody, uh, working on, on the same sort of plan and everybody's doing their job and, um, and, and you've seen some ups and you've seen too many downs. So it's really until you have a test against a really good quarterback and you can make things more difficult, I think it's fair to criticize yeah. uh, their defense. Yeah. John, last one from me. Four games left in the season after today. Washington, then the Giants, then Washington again, then Dallas. Four games. What are the Eagles' record? What's the Eagles' record through those four games? Um, well, I definitely think they're going to beat the Giants. Uh, and I know I said that uh, last week, but I'm, I'm, I'm even more confident that, that the Giants are a really bad football team. That was an outlier. The Eagles are probably a mediocre football team, and that's why you don't have that consistency. And people were talking about winning out. I just didn't think they have uh, the ability to do that. So to me, the two games against Washington are the key games because – Washington has a really good opportunity to be that seventh seed in the NFC, and so do the Eagles. And if one of those two teams can sweep the other, they're probably going to be that seventh seed. Dallas, look, Dallas is a better football team, and they're going to beat the Eagles if they have to play that game. And uh, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and, and Michael Gallup were finally healthy. If those guys are on the field at the same time, there's just too much firepower. So. Mm. I put that game as sort of an outlier. I think the key games are the Washington football team, and that'll tell the story of the Eagles season. But mm. average football team, if you ask me, probably win two, lose two. Yeah. Win two, lose two. Yeah. Good enough. John McMullen from MetLife Stadium with absolutely no interference whatsoever. Crystal clear the entire time, no matter what that Jets loudspeaker was doing. Uh, John, thanks so much for joining us, man. Pleasure <laughs> catching up as always. All right, sorry about the issues, but it's no, you know, not your fault. The Jets. Bad football team, bad organization. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, they're getting them at the end, well, too. Well, did you hear that? They were getting them at the end, too. Yeah. They were drowning yeah. them out again. Uh, thanks again to John McMullen joining us from MetLife Stadium, brought to us by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer called Mesa and Associates. More live post-game show when we return. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, 
you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back live post game show on the Jacob Media YouTube channel as well as 6abc.com. Don't forget about the uh, the awesome show with Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. First Trust Bank brings us that show tomorrow morning. Birds 365, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. First Trust Bank. I, I do want to give a shout out to Lawrence who was suggesting that the Jalen Hurts fans were cutting off uh, uh, John McMullen. It had nothing to do with the Jets. It was the Jalen Hurts fans. <laughs> I just didn't want him to finish his sentences. Uh, I, I want to state this uh, one more time. I uh, I welcome a quarterback controversy or a quarterback competition because I don't believe anybody ever is above the team. There were Chip Kelly loyalists in this city. There were Sam Hankey loyalists in this city that only wanted either Chip Kelly or Sam Hankey to do well. Both, well, Hankey's still going on. Chip Kelly was very short-lived. I don't believe anyone ever rises above the team. So as long as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles is playing well, I'm happy. I, that's the only the only people I root for are the people that play well that are playing on this team. I I don't really care who that is. I just want the better player to play. Jalen Hurts earns and has the right to start when he comes back, and I think Nick Sirianni has handled everything appropriately. But with the way Gardner Minshew played today, you can't tell me that Jalen Hurts is on a little bit shorter of a leash than he was prior to Gardner Minshew playing today. Now, you might say, it's the Jets. Okay, fine. Uh, you had – the Falcons are a bad football team this year. Jalen Hurts took care of business against them week one. Jalen Hurts took care of business against a bad football team like the Detroit Lions. 
they're going to play bad football teams. And you got another bad football team still left on this schedule. Washington up right now, last I checked, 7-0 at halftime on the Raiders. So we'll see where they're at by the, by the end of today. You're going to play bad teams. It's all about playing who's in front of you. Gardner Minshew played well in his first start in a very long time. These two are both young quarterbacks. People think Gardner Minshew's been there for 10 years, and that's not the case. He's 25. Jalen Hurts is 23. So they're young guys still trying to make a name for themselves in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, what now has, what is it, 15 starts under his belt in the NFL? 16 starts under, yeah, 16 starts mm -hmm. under his belt in the NFL. Gardner Minshew has 20, 21 now after today. So these guys are still trying to find their own way. You can't tell me after today that that race got just a little bit closer down the stretch. It depends. Uh, it depends on what you're basing it on. Okay, um, are you basing it on this team is in shambles and you're just looking for any kind of improvement whatsoever, or is it based on the fact that okay? Jalen has limitations and Gardner can do things that Jalen Hurts can't do right now. Mm -hmm. There's a possibility that plays into the equation. But the fact that the coach has already told us, and it's again, it's part of the gamesmanship. They can tell you, they tell you what you need to know in front of the camera, but you don't know what they're saying behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, but the fact that he's told us in front of the camera, <clears throat> there's no controversy. That's you guys. That's not us. Now, here's the thing that beyond the quarterback situation, the thing that pleases me the most is the fact that we are still sitting here through 13 weeks of the National Football League season, and we have a team that's still considered relevant in terms of playoff possibilities. Yeah. Because I wasn't thinking that week six, week seven, I'm thinking by the time we get to this point, how many different ways can we rip this team and this coaching staff for being inept um, and, and not improving? But such is not the case. You know, right now, it's, the Eagles are still somewhat of a feel-good story in this region because a lot of people, after that first game against Atlanta, it all started spiraling downwards. And then all of a sudden, it started trending upwards now. And here you are, thir 13 weeks in the season, and the Eagles are right there at the door on the outside of the playoff situation looking in. Mm -hmm. And if they can make a few breaks for themselves and get a little help along the way, who knows? We could be sitting here beyond week 17, talking about the Eagles in a playoff scenario real quick. Yeah. We are getting the meaningful games in December, getting this from Jeff McClain, Jason Kelsey spotted in a walking boot after the game would indicate ankle or foot injury. Said that further testing would reveal the extent of the injury. Uh, of course, much needed by week uh, for something like that. So Jason Kelsey seen in a walking boot after the game. So just to give that update. Well, I'm sure that's a precautionary measure, but then again, you see players in a walking boot, and next thing you know, the next day they have an MRI and something's torn. Right. You know, so you know, keep your fingers crossed because that offensive line is not the same without a Jason Kelsey in there, and the fact that they still have two games against Washington's defensive front, you need Jason Kelsey in there, the brain trust of that offensive line, uh, upright moving forward and not sitting on the sideline trying to coach players up especially Nate Herbig. And I'm not, oh not and I'm not knocking Nate Herbig. But Nate Herbig does not have the experience or the 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 insight that a Jason Kelsey has. Jason Kelsey can sit there and coach you up all day, but you have to go out and do it. And Nate Herbig right now is not that player to be able to go out and do it on a regular basis. Nate Herbig seems to not know how to perform the simple duty of his position and that is, you know, correctly give the ball to the quarterback and it's so it must be so frustrating for Jason Kelsey to watch but I do think that we've been so lucky 
to have someone like Jason Kelsey. And before the show started, our producer actually made a good point where he's like, you rarely see Jason Kelsey in pain. And he looked like yeah. he was in pain. And that really, really worries me. Um, if so, if he's out for longer than the bye, I hope he teaches her big how to play his position because that is extremely worrisome. Well, um, I, I, I'm real quick on that note. I wouldn't put her big as my center. Who would you, who, who would you, who put? Would you put? I put Landon Dickerson as my center. And yeah. I move Herbig to the guard position. And then you're yeah. gonna move you move Cepeda to the left guard. You could move, yeah, you could, or you could move Herbig out to the left guard spot. I just don't want him snapping the football. I think Herbert can actually yeah. get in people's way, which is fine. I just think he's got too much going on in his head right now to snap the football in a shotgun situation, which is what you're doing ninety percent of the time. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's uh, fingers crossed for Jason Kelsey. But uh, just really quick, back to the quarterback uh, non-controversy controversy. controversy. Uh, I, I think I lost the comment now, but I've seen a lot of people saying uh, Minshew, you know, deserves this. And I think that's the hardest thing about this particular, you know, controversy or whatever we're going to call it. Mm -hmm. You want to root for both of these guys. There's right. a video. I don't have it right now. John Clark tweeted out a few minutes ago of, of uh, Minshew and his dad after the game. And he's so fired up and his dad is so proud. And you love to see that. That's mm -hmm. great. But then you also see guys like J Jalen Hurts who puts the team on his back time and time again uh dives does flips to to get first downs and mm -hmm. and it's so cool calm and collected most of the time and such a great leader that you know it's hard to choose one to root for so why can't we just root for everyone why can't everyone have fun guys well I, I'm, I'm being told right now xander that you have that ready to go do we have that video we may have that video in a second. It might just pop, pop okay. up. I, I, okay. I don't know. Um, but uh, we, we, we don't know. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, oh, here it is. I think we oh, have it. Yeah. Oh. oh. Look at that. You love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Minshew look like he should be in one of those 1980 detective series? Yes. Or <laughs> the like Top Gun? Yeah. The, yeah, like with a handlebar mustache and all this stuff. Yeah, but he looks like he'd be the bad guy. He wouldn't be the detective. You know exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. That is beautiful. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's that's, great, that, that, that's, that's intense. That is, that is. He like he's like anybody. He just wants to play. Wants an opportunity to showcase what he can do. Mm -hmm. And if not for the Philadelphia Eagles, then for somebody else out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we there's not a certainty that it's almost certain J Jalen Hurts is going to be on this roster because he's still on a rookie contract, still in a developmental stage. He's going to be on this roster in 2022. It's not a certainty that Gardner Minshew is going to be on this roster in 2022. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows? The Eagles may keep him here to generate uh, competition from May through the end of training camp, or, you know, they may realize that what Gardner Minshew wants, they're not able to provide and he could move on to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. No, it's absolutely. The nature, it's the nature of the beast. You know? uh, yeah. Real quick. I, I want to get this in. Uh, I think it was big Chris that hit us up with this on YouTube. And thank you, big Chris for reminding me that this person existed. And I'm a big fan of his Brandon Brooks. Yeah. If he comes back, and goes out to the right guard spot, you might have a little bit of a different scenario depending on what happens with Jason True. Kelsey going forward. So that's definitely something worth keeping in mind. The Eagles have kept that very close to the vest. I think the last word from Nick Sirianni on it was wait till after the bye week. So we have another week to 
figure out what's going to happen with Brandon Brooks. Hopefully yeah. he's back in the not too distant future. That would match up well if Jason Kelsey ends up going out and then Brandon Brooks comes in, Brandon Brooks comes in, and then you start shuffling some guys on the offensive line. But bottom line is, if Kelsey's out, the long-term solution I see at the center spot is Landon Dickerson. That's who I'd like to see in there. Here's a little update on uh, Kelsey. I, I threw it out there. Hey, uh, what's the situation with uh, Kelsey and Sanders? Comet was not, not not sure yet. They would both have MRIs tomorrow. I said, hey, Kelsey does not look good. The comment was, I agree. Oh, jeez. So, uh, you know. Right. So, But, again, you know, what we see on the surface, hopefully, is not the case. A lot of times, you know, how many times have we seen guys walk off a field, jog to a locker room, see them after a game, walk like there's nothing wrong, have an MRI the next day, all of a sudden, torn ACL, done for the year. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. weird. You know, ankles and ankles and knees are weird, man. You know, and you know the fact that case Kelsey has a boot on. Um, anytime a player puts a boot on, to me, that's a red flag right there. But hopefully, we'll know a lot more tomorrow uh, once he has this MRI. And, and I'm hoping for the best. You know, Jason Kelsey is a good dude, outstanding football player, one of the best in the in the business at his position. Um, and they're going to need him down the stretch. They definitely need him down the stretch. You're already handcuffed. You you know you, you you're down Samalo. You're you're down Brandon Brooks. You don't want to be a, you don't want to be down the engine that makes the train run. And Jason Kelsey is the engine that makes that offensive train run. Um, in a lot of cases. Yeah, he's the he's the uh, you know he's the motor. I think yeah. he's the motor. I think he I, even last week against the the Giants when he was going out there hurt. You saw the footage that came out later with the all twenty two footage where you could see Jason Kelsey on the sideline. Going right. up and down, trying to get himself, you know, motivated and pumped up enough to get back in that motivated, but pumped right. up enough to get the adrenaline going where he wasn't thinking about that pain anymore. And right. that's the guy that is the the constant on this offense. And even Nick Sirianni during his press conferences throughout the week talked about how he just said Jason Kelsey was the toughest guy he knew. And Jason Kelsey's getting asked about whether or not he embodies Philadelphia and that attitude and that mindset. That's what Jason Kelsey is, and I think we all kind of realize that that have gotten to watch Jason Kelsey since he came into the league and was coached by Howard Mudd all those years ago. Uh, And it's still very much that attitude of that player that not just the city respects as almost a a folk hero, but a guy that the the locker room respects as a guy that is the leader of this offense, really on and off the field. So that will be a huge blow both talent-wise on the offensive line and as far as uh, leadership goes in the locker room, even though I know he'll still be around it won't have that same impact because he won't be on the field with them on Sunday. So we're going to cross our fingers that he'll be back sooner rather than later. And hopefully that all all they need is the extra bye week. That's all they, that's hopefully that all it is, is just another week between games for them to actually heal and rest up. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead, Gunnar. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, in early in the season, I remember us talking about how, you know, why would they have a bye week this late in the season? Well, lo and behold, this bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, for this team because they are nicked up. You know, your starting quarterback's nicked up. Your Pro Bowl center's nicked up. Your lead running back's nicked up and got hurt again. Your your power your power running back has missed two games now. He's out. So this extended time off, hopefully you can get some of these guys healed up in a hurry for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh, the yeah. Washington football team still up 7-3 uh, yeah. with about 10 minutes to go in the third quarter against the Raiders. So we'll see what happens there as well. Uh, going forward, something that we really hadn't touched on too much here, uh, was that running back room. Miles Sanders, we know hurt Boston Scott was in the game a little bit later. He came back from his injury as well. Kenny Gainwell for the time that he was in there, minus him in the receiving game. And I think whenever the ball goes to him in the passing game, I think he always looks shocked. 
But when it comes to him actually running the football, I think he hit the holes rather well today. I did too. 18-yard touchdown run. He runs with power. You know, he's not an elusive guy. He's not one of these elusive guys, but he does have power. And he hit that hole, and I thought he was going to go down. He regained his balance and took it to the house. Um, that's what you need from, from backs like that, especially in situations like that. And, and I just love the way he handles himself between the tackles. Um, he's not going to outrun a lot of people, but he can sure wear down a lot of people with his style of running. Yeah, he had a few plays. He that. had he had one uh, catch that was like he kind of juggled the ball, like actually yeah, really yep. juggled the ball. And I, I think every Eagle fan had a collective heart attack, like, oh, oh what's he going to do? And then he also tripped one play, but still made the plays. And that's progress. Uh, I saw a hot take on Twitter about him, actually, because when Jalen Rager – uh, made that mistake on special teams saying that they should put Kenny Gainwell back there. I don't know if I like that, but I think anything's better than Jalen Rager at this point. So <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have a take wow. on that. They might not have that option. I mean, considering what could happen to the running backs room, I mean, they no, might have to have Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. Maybe you flip Jalen Rager and, and Kenny Gainwell. Maybe Rager becomes your running back. I was actually hoping just to get his confidence back because I look, Jalen, we all acknowledge as bad as he might be playing right now, He's still going to get reps, Jalen Ray. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we agree with that. You saw Quez Watkins take a big step forward. Devin, you highlighted that earlier. But when it comes to a guy like Kenny Gainwell and it comes to Jalen Rager, you both you know both those guys are still going to get opportunities on the field. If they're going to be on the field, I want their confidence to be as high as possible. I thought Nick Sirianni, especially with not having the runner that Jalen Hurts is, they might try to make up for that with a jet sweep to Jalen Rager. They might try to make up for that with a couple of more screens along, around the line of scrimmage, which you saw a lot of early on in this game, not so much for the second half of this game. But I was waiting for that jet sweep with Rager, and you never saw it. I don't know if it was the special teams looking shaky, both on the punt return and the kick return. We let the ball bounce on the one-yard line. Eagles ended up starting their drive on their own six-yard line and then taking a, what, 94 yards for the touchdown. Right. Uh, there was a couple of different instances where you thought, all right, maybe Rager is going to need to pump the brakes on a day like today. But he did have one catch. He looked to be a little bit more involved in the offense. I still think you can use that jet sweep once a game with him to try to change things up and just make the defense think that you could be running that on any given play, especially when you saw the only real motion behind the line of scrimmage was stuff going on with Dallas Goddard and your running backs. You really didn't see a lot of that motion going on with the wide receivers in this game, which I thought was interesting. You know, you look at a team like the 49ers and a guy named Debo Samuels, who's a phenomenal yeah. receiver and great speed. They use the jet sweep a lot to him in a game. And I think you can use Jalen Rager in the same manner. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, shut him down, let him sit a week. No, that's no, that's no. You got to keep putting the kid out there as much as you don't want to hear it. If his confidence is, mm. is, is waning right now, the only way he's going to overcome this is to get more reps and to play, you know, and you may have more negative plays than positive plays. It could cost you somewhere as it did in that Giants game. But if you're still trying to develop this guy because he was a first-round pick and you have to justify making him a first-round pick no matter how you do it, you're going to have to put him out there because I do believe that he's going to be a part of your team next year as well. Um, some people are saying Nelson Aguilar 2.0. You see a little bit of that right now. Hopefully not to that degree. But he has to play the game to get better at the game. And hopefully mm -hmm. the more he plays the game, the more he will get better at the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it will all cross our fingers that that actually happens. Cause again, they're not just well, going to yeah. give up on a second yeah. round pick going yeah. into year three, unfortunately, but again, look at, look and see if he gets more involved in the offense when it comes to running the football, because one target today throughout, right. not a lot worth bragging about, but again, I think we can all be happy to at least see Quez Watkins get a little bit more involved. 
I think yeah. we could all see. Yeah. One thing I haven't, I can't believe we haven't really seen, and maybe it's just not there. Maybe the defenses are taking it away. When I go back and look at the all 22, I don't see too many safeties floating over the top of Quez Watkins. But you see this guy come up with a couple of huge catches early on in the season. Well, it's 90 yard play against the Chiefs, I believe it was, to put him into the red zone. Yeah. And then you really don't see a lot of that going yeah. forward. And yeah. you see a lot more of a controlled game plan, more around the 10 to 15 yard type of uh, play from down the line from the, the line of scrimmage. And you don't really see them go for that deep ball as much as they they were. Even with Minshew today, the one deep ball I think they actually threw was a deep ball to – there was a jump ball to Devontae Smith in the second quarter – or third mm -hmm. quarter, excuse me. That was the only time you really saw them go downfield. The only other time that was a little bit more deep was the touchdown to Dallas. Both touchdowns to Dallas got her, but I wouldn't really consider them airing it out by any means. Uh, maybe maybe it's because they don't trust Jalen's deep arm, arm ball. You know, Maybe mm -hmm. that's – you know, we keep talking about him having suspect uh, suspect arm on a deep throw. But maybe what I'm saying is even with Minshew today. Yeah, yeah well, that, that too. Maybe that's just not a part of the game plan for whatever the case that may be. Maybe that's just not what they want to do with this offense right now. I think you've got to take a couple of deep shots just to loosen up a defense. Mm -hmm. And you have you have guys that can go straight, straight ahead. You have a Quest Watkins. Now, you know, say what you want about Jalen Rager. Even if he doesn't catch the ball, he has the speed to go straight down the field. Okay, you can't do that. You can do it with the Devontae Smith also. You've got to take you've got to take just a couple of shots to loosen it up. Even if you don't complete them, you give that defense another element to think about. But if they constantly seeing a game plan that hey, the Eagles don't even try to go deep, well then you can cheat in other areas and play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage because you know all they're going to do is the is the intermediate passing route. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, just got a couple of game notes from the Eagles. Uh Goddard, uh, uh Dallas Goddard's 36-yard touchdown reception tied for Philadelphia's longest passing score of the season. Jalen Hurts, uh, Devontae Smith, Week 10 against Denver, another comparable game to Denver. Uh, and then you also have Brett Salk's 65-yard catch on the 19th of December in the year 2010 against the Giants. So another longest by a tight end since that 65-yard reception by Brent Selleck 11 years ago. Hey, unbelievable that's unbelievable hey i'm looking at a guy's comments here in the comments section he goes he goes d gun he goes i think you're just a little too soft on both jalen's <laughs> and i'm thinking my comment would be my rebuttal would be then you haven't been paying attention you haven't <laughs> been listening to what i've been saying all season long because i've been as critical of both jalen's as anybody out there mm -hmm. but you know there's this there's this time and place to be critical without being over critical you know what i'm saying and you're, you're not talking about two accomplished players. You're talking about two players that are still developing. Do they have their flaws? Absolutely. But they're also capable of playing at this level. It's, it's just that they have to get the necessary reps. Mm -hmm. You know, Jalen Hurts took X amount of steps back uh, um, against the Giants last week. But before that, people were talking about, man, he's running a more efficient offense because he's throwing the football less. He's using, he's using uh, his arm less and his legs more. You know, okay, he has a complete setback now. Everybody wants to just cast him aside. That's not how you develop a player. Mm -hmm. You know, there's bumps, there's bumps in the roads. This whole season is about bumps in the road. And both Jalen's have more than had their bumps in the roads. Mm -hmm. But they're capable of getting better. And that's what you want to do. If you're going to rebuild with a young nucleus, you have to let them have those bumps in the road to get better. You keeps it real, my friend. You keeps it real.
That's all I can say about it. He keeps it real. Uh, we are presented by Ocean Casino Resort. Go for the live show. Go for the win. More live post-game show. An extra segment, ladies and gentlemen. When we return, live post-game show coming your way in a few. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits, go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. Live post-game show. We're fueled by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com and also check out how you can enjoy a fine Stateside Vodka soda as well. I saved this question for you guys uh, for our final segment, which we are going an extra 15 minutes for all you people today. So guess what? We're going an extra. We've got 20 minutes left in the show as opposed to five. Uh, this is a spicy meatball, as some people might say. When it comes to what it would take to get Gardner Minshew back in the fold, all right, we talk about quarterback controversy, quarterback competition. What would it take? 
And I think one thing that has to get in get some consideration here is that early on in the season, I didn't get the feeling from this Eagles team, from this Eagles front office, really, the franchise, that they were going to try to really make the playoffs. They were more just going to evaluate what they had in Jalen Hurts. I don't know if they're still at that point. I feel like they really want to make the playoffs. Now, you might say, duh, of course they do. But three first-round picks, two of them potentially in the top 10, your own there, maybe in the top uh, 15, 20. That's going to be a pretty good thing for the Eagles if they don't make the playoffs. Now, if they do, and you're talking about a team uh, picking in the uh, mid to late 20s in the first round, along with two other first-round picks, it's something worth considering when you bring that into the fold. So does, does this team, does this front office, you think, really want to make the playoffs, or do they more want to evaluate the talent they have now? Where do you stand on that D-gun? I think it's a combination of the two. It's, it's an eval. It is an evaluation process. You have a lot of young guys that 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 you you you're counting on. Uh-huh. You can't. You you you. Every team tries to get younger to get better in the National sure. Football uh-huh. League. You know the difference is some teams already have a quarterback in place when they're getting younger to get better. Unfortunately, the Eagles don't have a definitive quarterback in place right now. They have to push this number two pick in Jalen Hurts because you have to justify him taking him when you already had a franchise quarterback here. So now you have to get a thorough evaluation, a full season of him. Whether we like it or not, you have to get a full evaluation of him. Now, if, if Gardner Mishu is a free agent in 2022, it comes down to what's the money? What is he looking for? And mm-hmm. is this organization willing to pay that money when you can spend that money in free agency and something else? I keep saying, you know, load up on defense. Okay, well, what if you get in defense in free agency what you want? Okay, then you can look at somewhere else in the draft. You know, still get younger to get better. Um, you might get you might get that edge rusher in the free. You might have to pay him a premium, but you might get that edge rusher in free agency. You might get that linebacker that people keep screaming about that you, you totally omit year in and year out. You might get that proven quarterback to play opposite Darius Slay. You don't know. Then you can look at some other areas. It might be another wide receiver to compliment Devonta Smith. It might be another future Pro Bowl offensive lineman. You don't know yet. You may take that risk with that lower pick if he's still there to take a quarterback in the first round. But, again, I can't emphasize this enough. If what we're hearing is true about the quarterback landscape for 2022 – do you want to run the risk of getting another Dwayne Haskins or Sam Rosen in here? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're set even further back down the road because you just waste a high pick on a quarterback who didn't pan out for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you get all of that in free agency alone though? No, you can't get no. it all, but, but what you, you can get a few pieces of free agency and then go to the draft. The Eagles have this luxury. They may never have again in the history of this franchise, three first round picks. You can get some already proven commodities by way of free agency and still build this team properly. Um, you, you look at what you look at what uh, the, the Raiders did uh, the first year. Uh, the, uh, what's his name from Philadelphia took over? I uh, can't think of his name. Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock. Oh took, yeah, yeah. They had three first round picks. They drafted three players that were solid players who started for them right away. Mm-hmm. And if you can get that with three first round picks and these rookies. You know, coming up in 2022, that's a solid foundation to build upon or to add to a foundation you're already building. All right, I mean, now the big th- question, too. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, Mark. I just want to yeah. point out that, you know, Howie Roseman has lost everyone's trust in his drafting <laughs> ability. So who knows what he, what and who he's going to draft or acquire in the offseason? Yeah, yeah but you know what, Devin? Howie Roseman has done a pretty good job bringing in free agents. 
You know, that's, yeah. that's what his forte in terms yeah. of bringing in free agents. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can bring in certain free agents at strategic positions, based, depending on the money, what they're asking for, the length of contract, things like that, that can help you out in a lot of ways. You're right. When it comes to drafting, a lot of people hold a, a collective breath and wonder, what is Howie going to do next? Um, but you, you can make this thing better by way of free agency. Now, from what I saw earlier today, um, the salary cap could go up in excess of $25 million for 2022 because the, the cap uh, was lesser in 2021 because of COVID. You know, the league basically froze its money. So now the Eagles are going to have more. They get out from under this uh, Carson Wentz financial um, uh, dark cloud after this season. They're going to have more money to play with. If the cap goes up by another $25 million or so, that's even more money. Nobody is better in the league at wheeling and dealing money than Howie Roseman. You know, you may we can say what we want to say about him in terms of drafting players, but in terms of wheeling and dealing money and finding free agents to come in here and produce, you know, Howie Roseman has been pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. Uh, by the way, I think Minshew and Hertz are both under contract. Well, I know we know Hertz is, but okay. Minshew is also under contract next year as well. Okay, so, so that, okay, so you already have those two in the fall then. So what okay. the reason I bring that up is because I think that's very relevant in terms of if you were to bench Jalen Hurts and Minshew wasn't under contract next year, then you risk going back to Jalen Hurts at the start of next year if you were to have Minshew leave in free agency. Right. right. So the fact that both are under contract for next year matters greatly because then you could go into next year with the same quarterback competition officially going into next year. Uh, But when it comes to these two uh, players, just as as far as getting back to that short leash scenario, right, right. what would it take? going forward for you to say, all right, thanks, but no thank hurts. Because going to your point, Gunner, I don't think you can have it both ways. I don't think you can say what? it'd be nice to have the playoffs, but we're still just going to test Jalen Hurts. I think this team, especially with Sirianni, I think if they have an opportunity to make the playoffs, if they didn't have those first two uh, those two first-round picks, I'd agree with you. But the fact that they already have that plus their own, and I believe you also had Carson Wentz play 100% of the snaps today in Indianapolis as well. So I believe he's hit the 75% marker. If you already have those two first-round picks plus your own, why not make the playoffs this year? What's really to be lost in that scenario? You're I, still going to have three first-round picks. I don't like using the word test. My, my word is evaluate. evaluate. Oh, okay, evaluate. Okay. Sure, not yeah. Test. Because you made that commitment. And, and what, one thing we know about Howie Roseman, because he's had so much egg on his face with high draft picks, he's going to push this as much as he can. Him and Jeffrey Lurie both are going to push this as much, much as they can to get a thorough evaluation of what Jalen Hurts is. And you're in a situation now where you look at every game that's left on the schedule is a potentially winnable game to help you get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But now I agree with you in a sense that Jalen's leash could be a little bit shorter. If he comes out and throws three picks in the first half against Washington, Gardner warm up. Gardner, <laughs> you got the second half. Okay, so it would take a, a collapse by Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, or uh, just your offense is completely stalling. If it's a first-half collapse against Washington, well, then, yeah, yeah Minshew, let's go, man. Get in there. Yeah, but in I don't – I don't. I think – here's the thing. I don't think Jalen Hurts is some terrible quarterback that's just barely been holding on to his position. No, no. I think that he has played rather well. He did not play well against the Giants, and as I right. said last week – you can say you can acknowledge that he had a horrible game and still believe that he could be the guy Absolutely. going into next year. Absolutely. And I still believe that could be the case. 
But if he's playing poorly and doesn't come out, or if the ankle still isn't 100% after two weeks, absolutely, then I don't see any problem with Gardner Minshew coming yeah, in and trying yeah, to close out the yeah, season for I you. Agree, I agree. And that's, that's a good problem to have, too. Absolutely. Like, it, right. At worst case, we have a great backup if Jalen Hurts is still injured. And, if, and there's and if no both, other better yeah. option that we're going to get in the offseason. Because no. I agree if, with like, we're. Sorry, Devin, no. go ahead. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Devin. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say I agree with you. Like, I don't think we're going to get or should get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, and I don't think Kenny Pickett is going to solve all of our problems. So I, I think Jalen Hurts is the guy going into next season. Why not keep Gardner Minshew on as a good backup? Well, if, if, no they're, both, if they're both under contract after this season, as Mark just said, if they're both under contract, then I go into training camp next year, come next May. My training camp is – when I'm Nick Sirianni and the first time I stepped to the podium to address the media and you know the quarterback scenario is going to be one of the first topics mentioned to me, my comment is it is a wide-open competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm generating competition at that point. It is wide open. Both of these guys present something that I can utilize in my offense. Therefore, it is a wide-open competition made a better man win. I think it makes both of them better. They're mm -hmm. both young quarterbacks. Two years separates them in age. The only thing Gardner Minshew has on him right now is experience in the National Football League. But we've seen Jalen Hurts has certain attributes that are great for an offense to have. So with that said, I'm opening up wide open and, say, and, and, and I'm being as honest as I can be as a head coach and as an organization. You both have certain capabilities and attributes that we like. You, you two are going to determine which one of those we are going to utilize to start the next season and we will we will streamline our offense to those attributes. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what do you think that does to someone? I mean, I know we we always talk about Jalen Hurts and his mentality and how he's strong doesn't seem right. to get rattled. Right. But you know, he went through the Carson Wentz deal last right. year, lost a right. head coach, has a new coaching staff, now is competing for his job. What for what he thought was probably against just draft picks, and now he's got Gardner Minshew. So when, once he thinks he's in the clear, then all of a sudden it's it's a whole new competition right. for him. I mean, I know yeah. as a football player, especially quarterback, you're always kind of competing for your position technically. But what does that do to a player? Do you think that yeah. would affect him? Every every player competes for a position. Unless you're a proven commodity, three-time, four-time pro bowler. You know, every every – but see, my, my rebuttal to that is – put your big boy pants on because you're getting paid more money than most people could only dream of. You know, there's no certainties in the national football league in an entity where the average lifespan is three and a half years. And the turnover is tremendous more so than any other sport um, because of the multitude of injuries that take place and things of that nature. You got to put your big boy pants on. It's a part of your, your maturation process. Mm -hmm. How much can you handle the pressure? Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you want the winning job, go out and take it. We gave you your opportunity in 2021. We like some things that we saw from you, but we're not sold in certain areas. Now, if you can improve on these areas and prove to us that you're the complete player in our system, then by all means, the job is yours. But we're not giving it to you with a silver spoon now. You've got to go out and take it because we've got another guy in the wings that we've seen who's capable of doing some things also that we like. And because we want to win in 2022, we don't want to be in this position that we were in in 2021 again. May the best man win. You're both going to get. You're both getting paid good money. Go out and take the job. Bottom mm -hmm. line, I 100% agree. 
And you have two guys here that I find extremely easy to root for. We have sung the praises of Jalen Hurts. I don't know how many times, Devin, you and I have talked about the mental steroids that he seems to be on. And then you have a guy that just seems to be a fun-loving guy like Gardner Minshew, who comes in here, learns the new offense and the whole thing. I, I find it really odd, and I know we're going to go through this over the next two weeks, but people that are saying, no quarterback controversy, it's this guy or it's that guy. No, there's a quarterback controversy because neither one of these guys are long-term solutions, I believe, at the quarterback position. It became more about who was going to be the quarterback next year for the Philadelphia Eagles. I find Jalen Hurst to be extremely easy to root for. I find Gardner Minshew to be very easy to root for, both around the same as far as quarterback experience goes when you talk about 16 starts versus 21 starts in the league. So neither one are vested guys that have some kind of long track record of success that have earned the title of franchise guy. I just want the best quarterback to play. And if Jalen Hurts can't get back to what he was doing prior to the Giants game, that's not going to be him. If Gardner Minshew can do again what he did in this game against the Jets and do it against better opponents, divisional opponents like the uh, the Washington football team or the Giants, then it should go to him. But starting out, the ball is going to be in the hands again of Jalen Hurts to see whether or not he could do what he was doing when the Eagles won three out of four prior to that Giants game, and he'll get that opportunity, like you said, Gunner, to prove it as they're evaluating him. Hey, nothing is better on your report card than led the team to the playoffs. More wins to wrap up the season, more wins against Washington. Maybe they beat the Cowboys as the season ends. Maybe that's what happens. A revenge game against the Giants. Because if you don't think Jalen Hurts also has that game circled on his calendar, I think there's something wrong with you because the guy is that much of a competitor. He'll get that opportunity. And I hope he puts an exclamation point on his return when he gets that opportunity. And and see what Nick Sirianni did today by saying Jalen Hurts is a starter. Mm -hmm. You have avoided forcing players to take sides in the locker room. You don't need any more distractions whatsoever right now. All right, guys, you got two weeks to heal up. That's all I want you to do is to focus on healing up, number one. Number two, when you come back here, I want you to be ready to hit the ground running. You don't want... You don't want Nick Sirianni leaving it out there where we're just going to evaluate. We're going to spend the next two weeks evaluating the situation because whenever any other player steps to the podium to talk to the media, what do you think about what Nick Sirianni said about the quarterback situation? You know, we, we went through that when, when Donovan was here and, and he had to fall out with T.O. and players <laughs> took side and it destroyed that locker room. You know, the year after the Super Bowl, injuries took its toll on that team. But more importantly, Players took side, and Donovan's feelings were hurt in some ways because some players he thought were on his side were on the side of T.O. And you don't need that kind of distraction when you're trying to focus on winning as many games as you can to finish out this season and see where you are at that point and let the chips fall where they may. You know, And if we can get an extra game out of it to get these guys more experience on a bigger platform in a playoff scenario so these young guys who've never done it can get their playoff experience for 2022 – that's a plus for us. We don't need them being distracted about whose side are you on? Whose side of the fence are you on? That's the last thing you want right now. I'm on the Eagles side of the fence. I mean, that's the thing. I, I hate when fan bases get divided over something like this, but it that's happens. The, that's the politically oh, correct answer. And that's the politically correct answer you would get from players. But behind oh, okay. closed doors is another story. Oh, yeah. I, that, well, uh, I, that, that I agree with. And Deegan, I'm, I'm glad you bring up the point of the yeah. benefit of them making the playoffs because yeah. I think, and I've even, this has crossed my mind. Uh, right. A lot of people kind of counter with, 
well, why? Like, what's the point? They're just going to lose in the first round anyways. And you're exactly right. It's a young team. They need that experience. They need that big stage because you don't want it to be, you know, like a Carson Wentz situation where everyone's like, oh, well, he's actually never played in the postseason. So he is, he's not experienced. And, and that is really important. So to people who think like, oh, there's no point in going to the playoffs. I think there's always a point. Even if they go to the playoffs and lose, that experience yeah. is so valuable to be on mm-hmm. a bigger stage than just a regular season game, you know, in a, in a one and done magnitude, you know, that, that, that's all that can only help. Even though you're disappointed about not getting beyond that first round, the experience these young players get just being in that scenario, when you're one of only X amount of 14 teams left and everybody's honed in on what you're doing, and the stage is even more magnified now because it's a one and done scenario. You can't put a price on that kind of experience for a young player. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's going to, it's our last segment guys. We, we want an extra couple of minutes for everybody today. Cause there's so much to dissect. It's our game ball situation. I know I usually pass to one of you guys. I'll take the pressure off. I'll go first this time. Cause I doubt either one of you is going to give the game ball to this particular player. Don't, Ladies don't and gentlemen, me, don't tell me to punter. Don't you dare tell me to punter. Don't you do it. Don't Close. You do it. Right. My guy does do kick the football. Don't do it. <laughs> How could you not go Jake Elliott? Jake Elliott. Jake, yeah. Jake Elliott, I give my game ball to uh, off the foot of him today. Phenomenal performance. Gunner, you even said it earlier. He helped the Eagles stay in this game. They win by 15. He had yep. 15 points for it. Four yep. for four uh, in his field goal kicking today. No question about it, especially when their kicker was struggling. The, he rose to the occasion. He's the reigning uh, special teams player of the month. Jake Elliott gets my game ball, ladies and gentlemen. Gunner, uh, Devin, who who wants to go next? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. go ahead, Devin. Uh, you know, I don't want anyone to yell at me for this. I don't want anyone to think I'm taking sides, taking part in the quarterback controversy. I have to go with Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about the stats. Tied for the highest completion percentage by an Eagles quarterback in the first half in over 30 years mm-hmm. in his first game. Lights out first half, uh, really upped his, I think, over-exceeded at least my expectations, everyone's expectations when the Eagles really needed this win. Uh, am I saying he's the guy? No. I'm saying he stepped up when he needed to. Uh, and I also just, he's a great person to have on the team. I mean, he rolls up in an outfit like that. You see him celebrating with his dad. He's the type of person you want to root for, as is Jalen Hurts. So my game ball goes to Gardner Mitchell. If I see one more person in the comments say it's the Jets, like we're, we're, Devin, you what? said you started the show with it, saying you know it's under the guidelines of it's the Jets, like we did against it's the Lions. You know, yeah. you play who's in yeah. front of you, Gunner. Who do you got? I will say this: Yes, it was the Jets. I can't disagree with what the fan base is saying, but I will say this: Gardner Minshew could have gone out there and laid a you know laid an egg. You know, he didn't have any game rep mm-hmm. with yeah. these guys. You know, he went out there, he completed his first eleven passes. That offense moved. He looked smooth like he had been there every game. So, yeah, it was the Jets. But if he had laid a goal in there, we would have been screaming about him flopping, going out there and flopping. Why is he on the roster? Why did he even put him in the game? You know, so Devin took the words out of my mouth. I'm going to give it to Gardner Minshew in this case. Look at you. Look at you guys. He had a a great game. He had a command of the offense, hit his targets, got the team down the field, got points for the team, got him within striking distance. I thought he did a great job with what with, with the limited amount of time that he's had with this uh, offense and, and the personnel. You know, a lot of times it takes time for you to get on the same page as receivers. And he came out there, boom, 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 hit every target he, he threw. He spread, the, he spread the wealth well. 
you know, obviously, you know, what he did for Dallas Goddard in that first half, what was it, five catches, 98 yards. Mm-hmm. He utilized he utilized the tight end. He saw he saw weak spots in the Jets defense, and he attacked them. So, yes, I'm giving the game ball to Gardner Minshew. I, I can't get over the first three possessions. All ended with touchdowns and right. an average of 79 yards per drive, quarterbacked by Gardner Minshew. So, it's just a shame he's not as important as Jake Elliott in this game, you know? Uh, no, no, totally agree. He's the number one guy. Uh, are we going to get together still next week? I'm going to miss the hell out of you guys. I I'll know. I know. Call your people. <laughs> he guns like, I'm out. I'll see yeah. you guys in two weeks. Yeah. Peace out. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, don't forget, like and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. To everyone that was watching on 6abc.com as well as the Jacob Media YouTube channel, we most humbly appreciate you guys joining us. And don't forget, we're exclusively presented by Ocean Casino Resort. Go for the live show. Go for the win. Speaking of wins, Eagles get their latest win, their sixth win of the season, improved to six and seven with a 33 to 18 win over the New York Jets, which is lovely to see. And unfortunately, Washington has taken a 14-6 to lead over the Raiders with about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. For Devin Caney, Derek Gunn, uh, Xander Krause, who produced the show, Joe Krause as well, thanks for joining us here on Live Post Game Show. We'll see you guys in, in two weeks when hopefully the Eagles take care of business against the Washington you. football team. We like might, what? I might call you. I, I don't know. I might call you. I'll be lucky to get a text. <laughs> Have a great week. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.